Hello and welcome to episode 114 of That King Thing. I am the eldest sibling and your host, Thomas, and I am joined by middle sibling, Joshua. Como estas? Hello. Um, <laughs> muy bueno. <laughs> Is como esta, how are you? Como estas? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I think. It's either... Muy bueno. Yeah. E bueno. too? Bueno. 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 Mm. Un Kinder. fanta lemon, please. No, por favor. <laughs> I don't know why please came. <laughs> please. <laughs> I just said it with an accent. <laughs> please. <laughs> anyway, there's another brother. His name is James. <laughs> this episode should be 113. Well, la- no, last week was 113, the TKT, special E3 theme, brotherly podcast, now the TV they, thing. Now this should be episode 113, part 3. Point E3. <laughs> E3 oh. review E3 Don't, don't start... <laughs> Don't start coming up with long names like that because this episode's going to be long enough as it is. Thomas doesn't have enough brain power to keep them all stored in there as well because he seems it's to remember no- them perfectly. It's more about... Do you know what? I looked back at the very first time we did that E3 DDDDD sounding episode and it wasn't what I quoted the other week. I got Good. it wrong. Oh. Good. I'm kind it of was close, but you. it was wrong. <laughs> it was wrong. So what are we doing um, this week, Thomas? Well... It's a week we're, we're reviewing E3. Um, I will start where we usually start, though, just because it's tradition, um, and see what people have been actually playing this week or what they've been doing gaming-wise this week. So which of you wants to go first? I'll go first. I've not got much, so I'll be pretty quick, <laughs> which is also what she said. Um, I've played a lot of Hearthstone still. I've got my internet yep. sorted. Came back on Sunday at half past six. Played Grand Precise. Theft Auto. <laughs> I played Grand Theft Auto to the second and a tiny bit of Paladins. And that's about it. So not much. Been a bit busy mm. though. So, <clears throat> James, yourself? Um, I just went back and played some Crossout. Oh, what? Yeah. One of my mates has been playing that. I, I just you to told me we could have all got together I and met a um, crew. I just sat on Xbox. It was one of them moments when no one's online and like you, you're bored yeah. out of your skull. And I thought, looking up it, and down your games out. and apps. And yeah, and you're just like, what can I play? Yeah. So I played some cross out for a little bit. Um, what was it like? Is it updated much? Um, not really. Much? Not really. Still pretty Still much the same. same. Yeah. Fair enough. Not many people on it either. I can imagine it's died out. The, yeah, it's, the, it's against all bots now, more than anything. Yeah. Because I've not been on the Xbox or on the internet with the Xbox. As soon as it came back on, it's like, it's time to update. I'm like, chuffy neck, the internet's back. It's time to update. It's not going to tell me that unless it's got internet. So I updated it, and I discovered the new pin system, which I'm sure you've probably had for ages, Thomas. The groups. <laughs> the groups. Holy the groups, shit. Yeah. I don't know why, but it excited me, and I immediately set up a decent group. And just got it all set up. Perfectly. Yeah, well, I, I need to start talking about these things more because I have them for quite a long time before you do. Um, and the way that I have mine done is I split my pins into groups of. Um, Go ahead, say, say can't it's same what I, as mine. I, I, I can't remember what I called my top one. So they're all on my dashboard now, they're all on the home screen. Yeah. But the, the 
the first one I left it as like pinned or something. I called it something similar to just pins. Yeah. And it's basically like stuff that I'm playing a lot, but it tends to be more single player stuff. So yeah. it, it or, or stuff that I'll I'll play on my own. So it was like I don't know, NHL State of Decay 2, like stuff like that that I play. Elder Scrolls was on there. But then I had a section that I call multiplayer. And then in my multiplayer, I put stuff that I play with people. So it was like PUBG, um, Fortnite, Paladins, stuff like that. That is Rainbow Six stuff that like competitive multiplayer almost. And then I've got a section that I just called streaming, I think. And then I just put like all the streaming apps in there, like Netflix and Now TV and YouTube and all that stuff. So that's how I am in groups at the minute. I've done something similar where I've got like my media... And then I've got one on its own, which is just music, which is just a quick access to Spotify, and that's sat at top, so that it's yeah. just there. And then I'm, you know, I've it's in the one... slide out menu though for Spotify. Yeah, I know. I know it's easy to get to. And since I used to use your Connect, you could say Xbox open Spotify. You've got to, <laughs> you've got to say what it's specifically called. I can't, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. Xbox Spotify or something Spotify. Yeah, I've got mine set up similar. I've just got like a, a current list where it's like the stuff that I've been on recently. And then I'll just take stuff off it and put stuff on because I go in my games and apps all the time to look up and down them. So I'm not bothered about looking yeah. for stuff that I'm on currently unless it's like, I know I'm going on that. It might as well go on my pin. So it's the same thing Fun that times. I do with the folders on the PlayStation since they added those. Yeah. On the so anything that I'm playing currently stays on the dashboard, and then I have a, just a folder of like certain games that I play fairly regular. I have a folder of games that are on disc because it stops me pressing X on them to then go off. Oh, fuck i need to put the disc in so at least i've got like a folder of games that are installed and games that are installed from a disc so that they're separate and then anything that i'm playing currently sort of stays at the top yeah on the main screen uh, but in terms of what i've been playing it's been god of war a little bit more and i was on that actually just before um we came on um i'm trying to think what else i've played i've definitely played something else played a little bit of nhl on my own and I'm sure I played something else, but I can't think what. But my entire weekends and stuff this weekend has been consumed by E3. watching E3 stuff live and what have you. Preparing so for today. I've not played a lot because <laughs> of that. Um, and yeah, it is really preparing for today. So this is where it begins, I guess. Um, I think the easiest way we can do this is the order that everything happened just because it... Yeah works for me for my notes because as i watch things i made notes on them so the show notes are in the order that things happen more or less quite i missed a bit of it i've obviously had to go back and watch it from sunday so i've sort of watched it in the same order and then everything's been sat there waiting for me to catch up so i've not really had to watch every last little bit of it i've watched highlight videos and then i've watched some of the big actual announcements and stuff and further into it and whatever yeah, but it's been a bit easier that way because last year I sat and watched all of it, just about, and it takes up a lot more time than you fucking think it. Well, does. yeah, when when if you think about it, let's see how many conferences there are here: one, two, three, four, five, six. There's seven, eight, nine conferences, yeah. and some of them are only thirty minutes, forty minutes, uh, but some of them are well over an hour, like. Um, 
Microsoft's Microsoft. was about 90 yeah. minutes. Bethesda was around about an hour, I think, uh, from memory. Ubisoft were around an hour and a half, I think. Uh, PC Gaming Show was about two hours, but in all honesty, there wasn't a huge amount to take. That's the only one I didn't watch live, actually, PC Gaming, because there wasn't... I ended up watching that back and just picking choice bits out of it. Yeah. Um, if anybody, by the way, wants to... Um, sort of see individual trailers and things and, and things that we're talking about um, and see them in relatively the same order that we're talking about them, I would highly recommend heading to Eurogamer.net and going to their E3 schedule guide, mainly because it's in chronological order of when things happened um, and it means that the order that we're going to talk about things will roughly be the order that they listed on that particular website, which is highly convenient. Um, it's not all quite the same, but it's roughly the same order so, as what we're talking about. So we're not going to say, pause it now and go to the website and find out what we're talking about. No, it's because just... we're talking about some things that aren't on their list because yeah. they've picked out some key points and they'll have some things that they've picked out that we, we're not bothered about talking about. Yeah. But it's just a very good list to... Um, to sort of see a lot of the trailers and things like that. So let's start where it all begins, which is EA Play, which is obviously the day before E3 officially. Um, and one of the things that they opened up with, um, or at least the, the thing that we cared about they opened up with, was they were showing off some more of Battlefield Five, And the most significant thing that I took away from that was that they're adding a Royale mode to Battlefield yeah, 5. They're jumping on that which one. <laughs> could have put money on it. Really could Bandwagon. Have Bandwagon or what? Um, obviously, they said it's going to have a Battlefield feel to it, and you can. it sounds like you might have your... your um, I forgot what they call them in Battlefield, like your classes and everything. Um, your divisions? divisions in that? Oper- yeah. Operations. Yeah, operators. Operations. Varied from no, your, operator, your operators are COD. No, they're not. I don't know. I, whatever they call them, anyway, I've completely blanked. But <laughs> it sounds like it might still have some of those elements. Um, I hope so, because having a group of people that's just all the same with the same guns and stuff is fine for another game. But Battlefield is, you are a medic, you are a mechanic, mm. you are whatever else. I'd be interested to see how they work it into, uh, like obviously, that World War Two setting, because if everyone starts with guns, but it's just a bit more Battle Royale, it's obviously a hybrid between your traditional FPS system yeah. and the Battle Royale system. But I could see it working, like a 100-person free-for-all or, uh, you know, 25 squads of four and stuff like that those kind of elements i could see working in that environment because at the end of the day world war one and world war two were huge battlefields anyway which is why yeah. battlefield itself works because the maps are so vast compared to other shooters and they have the vehicles and things like that and that's why that game is successful because there's some degree of realism to the fact that yeah. it's not just eight people inside a courtyard. <laughs> it's like yeah, 10 foot by 10 foot. <clears throat> Are you ready? 50 versus 50 trench warfare. Ooh. Well, it wouldn't surprise that me would if that is good. part of it. That would it wouldn't be surprise- good. You've got, you've got to remember that for a long time now, the Battlefield servers have been 64 people. Yeah. That's since Battlefield 4. So it's like 32 yeah. versus 32 already. They're not that far off the the war mode or whatever they call it in Fortnite, which yeah. 
I can't remember if it was part of E3 or not, but they basically confirmed that they're adding to PUBG as well at some point. Yeah. They're adding a war mode, which is 50 versus 50. I, th- I can't remember if that's something I saw during E3 or it not. Is, but, yeah, it's E3. Um, yeah, so that's that's something else. So be interesting to see where that goes. Um, they did also, this was more in the Microsoft conference, but this sort of showed off one of the um, the war stories, which is the individual people that you sort of play as through the campaign. Yeah. Um, and they look like they should be pretty interesting and pretty cool. They always have been, though, Battlefield um, stories, haven't they? They've always had a lot, lot of stuff to them. Yeah, I've always liked their stuff. Um I think the short story for that kind of game works a bit better now anyway. Your long campaigns in Call of Duty and stuff don't seem to get played at all. Yeah, but they're not even they're not even that long. They are only about nine missions. Even the COD campaigns. Yeah, the COD campaigns aren't that long anymore. Even on Veteran, they're not that long. Like I completed the World War Two campaign on COD on Veteran within like two sittings of playing the game. It didn't take me long at all. I got all. bored of it, to be honest with you. I don't think it was that bad. I, I weren't that fussed it was the best. It, it, was a better, it was a better campaign for a long oh, time. Yeah. I think Compa- compared to all other piles of shit they've released, it's it's good, but, but not all, not against old opinion. Cards. It's not. Mm. Um, moving on with EA anyway. Um, FIFA? FIFA 19. Yeah. James's remit. This is for you. Um, right. I'm in my zone. Even more, James. <laughs> the, one, the one game <laughs> I can talk about throughout this. <laughs> but the key, the key highlight of this that they managed to show off was the fact that they finally managed to get hold of the Champions League license, which, to be honest, is about time considering it's a FIFA game. <laughs> do you know what they've had to sacrifice to get that? I do not know. They've had to sacrifice the Russian league on FIFA, which is a massive really? loss. Yeah, <laughs> they've got rid of the Russian league on it. Pez now on that crap. I don't understand why those two things are linked together. I I are don't they? know. You're gonna lose teams like CSK and Moscow, and like that's about it, really. That any decent in that league. So in in Soviet Russia, we play Pez. <laughs> it's it's convenient they've just lost it as the World Cup is in Russia. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's, that's got nothing to do with the Russian teams, has it? They've got all no, the stadiums no. because of the World Cup update. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's always baffled me that because it's an official FIFA accredited game, they can't get all the teams yeah. and all the trophies, it's, and it's always it's bugged weird. me. And I understand that I get that I guess Pez must license certain things, but it's always been the same with FIFA, hasn't it? Like um, certain leagues, they only have the top level of actual kits. Yeah. Where obviously here in Britain they have it all the way down to League Two, but like in the other countries, they only have the top level of teams. They don't have yeah, those League of uh, League of Bees and whatever they fucking call them, and like League, League of Santander now. Whatever they call them, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's yeah. weird. Like Pez still don't even have any Premier League licensing or anything. Yeah, like but that's that. because like that's because FIFA's got them all. Yeah, the FIFA's year. all over that. They'll never lose yeah. that. They'll never. They'll they never do, get that's the license. It's going really downhill. Do people yeah. genuinely will move games to keep yeah. licensing. No, yeah, because I've. I've played Pez in recent years a couple of times, like demos and stuff, and the gameplay is like 
all right. Like, there's nothing, no, there's nothing yeah, worse got, or um, better or whatever. It's got differences for sure, but there's nothing that if if Pez was the only option that would stop me. But the reason that I stick with FIFA is a the majority of the world plays FIFA yeah, when it comes yeah. to football games, and b licensing. Yeah. I'm not I'm like, not a 16 year old kid anymore that enjoys going through 20 Premier League teams and making the kits look realistic and changing the names and saving it on your memory card and stuff like that. That, that doesn't, yeah. I haven't got the time. to. I know Pez you can go download six. them all and stuff like that, but it's, I don't know. It just seems a hassle these days. I'd rather just buy FIFA and have everything in it. And just play it, yeah. yeah. Definitely, if you wanted to play English leagues, foreign leagues, maybe go with Pez, but yeah. for English leagues, you definitely want to be on FIFA. Yeah. Um, they announced FIFA Street. A new one? No, at all. <laughs> that was the no. only one you liked, didn't it? <laughs> it was a bloody brilliant game. Now. Um, the one thing as well that they covered briefly for FIFA 19 is the fact that they basically suggested that Alex Hunter for the um, journey campaign will be joining a new team or continuing with whatever team you were in the last game. It depends on how it works, but it's basically the next goal is Champions League football. Yeah, that's the that's the next goal for him. Now they've got a that bit, bit backwards, but because he went to World Cup, didn't he? <laughs> Did no, he didn't go to World Cup. Oh. He just went global, I, didn't he? He went international. You play oh, in, yeah, the, fir- international, in the first yeah. one. You you're in the Premier League, and you have to go out on loan to get into the first team in the Premier League team that you sign for. And then yeah. in the second one, it's about going international because they send send him out to LA Galaxy, and I think you have to play as LA Galaxy. You've got no choice. But when you start proving yourself, you then pick one of the big European powerhouse clubs, and I think you can choose between. It's Bayern Munich, PSG, and I want to say Real Madrid, but I could be wrong on that one. And what you do is you have to work with one of the players um, that are like the the sort of key players for that club. So, like for example, I went to Bayern Munich, and it puts you with Thomas Muller, and you've got to build yeah. up your relationship with Thomas Muller by like passing between each other and setting him up and scoring when he sets you up and it builds like a relationship and obviously you play better together and all that kind of shit. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that I, is enough. I got, I got bored of them after the first one. Yeah, I play them just I for want, the achievements more than anything, yeah. if I'm honest. Uh, I, I, I wanted it to to fit as your own character and have it more personal towards you. Like, I, I do it, like It would be nice, being... but I guess... It, it's a weird one because it causes you to lose some of the immersion because it's not a character yeah. that you've created, yeah. but also you lose some of the natural immersion that you get from playing as Alex Hunter because everything flows better because they can use his name and there's a backstory yeah, to his no, parents no. and stuff like that. So there's a lot of other stuff that you'd lose if it was just a created character. Um, yeah. But I remember old wrestling games where you could pick storylines and stuff like that and oh, choose yeah. what to do. And I don't see why you can't do that with a creative character in a football game these days. But it's there you go. It's not exactly impossible for them to go there from where they are, though. No. So it's getting better and they're doing more with it. Yeah. So. And for those who are interested in trying out FIFA 18 or just getting involved because it's World Cup time, at the moment there's a limited time free trial on FIFA 18 because of the World Cup but they never mention how long it lasts for and I've not bothered to look it up because it's irrelevant to me because <laughs> <laughs> I own FIFA soon anyway won't it 
Yeah, if it's Most not already, it'll be only A access. FIFA already have FIFA and got it. Exactly. Of, <laughs> exactly. But so. some people are like World Cup and big tournament people. So Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of people come yeah. out at Woodway when it's World Cups. Yeah. Um, one of the big things that EA revealed was what they call in Origin Premier, which basically is their version of Xbox's Game Pass. So it will let you play yeah. the new releases at release. So things like Madden, FIFA, Anthem, Battlefield, whatever it is, on release day, you will be able to play it rather than the EA Access thing at the moment, which is £20 a year for us here in the UK. And I think it's something like $35 in the States, but I could be wrong. But That's a big jump, that, isn't it? If it is right. <laughs> Why is it a big jump? 15, 15 numbers on top. Is that not... not, not that's, a currency, that's a cons- currency conversion. That's how <laughs> currency works, Joshua. It's a different currency. Twenty pounds to thirty dollars. Oh no, you said thirty-five or thirty. Thirty-five dollars. It's twenty-nine dollars ninety-nine. All right. Well, sorry, I didn't get the exact conversion right. <laughs> so, when did you work at Thompson's? Considering I'm working in my head, trying to work out a rough conversion rate whilst presenting a podcast, I think I can be let off with thirty-something dollars. <laughs> Fucking hell. So anyway. <laughs> that that costs you that a year, and then you get the I want to say ten percent discount on anything that you yeah. buy that's an EA game. So instead of being fifty five pounds, they're sort of fifty pounds to us a lot of the games, and um, you sometimes get the early access. And then if you don't buy certain games, eventually most of them come free, especially the sports games. Usually once the season. It's over for that sports game. Yeah. It goes on to EA Access as free, so you could pay. You could technically pay twenty pounds a year and just play everything a lot later than when it came out and be out of date. But if that floats your boat, that floats your boat. But with Origin Premier, it is going to be like the Xbox Game Pass, where new titles that are theirs will be added straight onto it, and you'll be able to play them as much as you want. And that is a hundred dollars a year. So it's probably going to be around £80 a year once you sort of factor it back down. Oh, hold on. Joshua? Hey? Go on. Eight, Co- eight currency pounds, conversion, man. dollars Come on. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> about 80 Have you about actually just done that on your little currency conversion no, I've, thing? I've done that in my head. Well, then, what, stop. That's what I've already said. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just copy what I've said. <laughs> use you we use whatever currency convert you use a minute ago to correct me and correct me. I googled EA access price per month dollar uh, sign. Right. <laughs> Fine. But I can do that. I can do that as well. Well no, because there isn't a there isn't a pounds equivalent for it yet, I don't think. The origin premiere. Um, there might be, but No, I don't <laughs> think so. Told you. Um so that is going to be $100 a year anyway. The only drawback is at the moment it's Origin Premiere, which means that it's a PC-based stuff. Um, yes. The interesting side product of that is things like Madden are going back to PC, and it's the first time in years since they've put a Madden game on PC. So that's welcomed by some people. Uh, but I, it would is be that- really nice to see this turn into EA Premiere or EA Access Premiere, because I would happily upgrade my... Twenty dollars, uh, sorry, twenty pounds a year 
to whatever this costs if it's like £80 a year. I'd happily upgrade that because I play Madden, I play FIFA, I'll play Anthem, I'll play Battlefield. Like, I play all those games and that would save me an absolute fortune. It's, it's yeah. a good tool. I'd be straight on it. Yeah. Roughly. I mean, I don't play sports work it out. still save me money. And I'd just play Battlefield and Anthem and probably even a bit of FIFA if you dragged me into it. Yeah, so it'd be always drag you into FIFA when it becomes free. Yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting to see. I've bought it. I've bought it before to play it with you. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it evolves. Anyway, Um, but that is one of the key things that they announced for sure. The next, Um, the only thing that I'd want upgrade into that is an EA Play Anywhere situation, so you can PC it or Xbox it. That's the only mm, thing that I would you might, want to add. To. You might struggle with that though, because I know the the reason that Play Anywhere works for Xbox at the minute is because I could be wrong in this, but as far as I'm aware, the Xbox core system, the operating system on the Xbox, has a lot of similarities to Windows, and then yeah, that combined will. with the cloud means that the you know the cloud drive that you get with your Xbox where all all your saves are stored and stuff the combination of those two factors is what makes play anywhere as possible as it is um obviously you've got other games that do it where you know like your um your Fortnite's Fortnite. of this world and stuff yeah. like that your progression carries on well, it does depend on what platform you're playing on, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> I'm not getting into that yet. That's for later. But that's a good half hour chat. Re- realistically, your uh, your progress from your Xbox can be carried on to PC and vice versa and stuff like that yeah. because it's all tied to your um, Epic account. So you'd have to do something like some sort of. EA account, which everybody's got, I guess, if you're playing things like Ultimate Team yeah. and, and whatever on the sports games. So you, it's not that it's impossible, but I think that it's maybe something that they'd shy away from and try and keep yeah. all in one place. Um, Respawn confirmed um, that the Star Wars game they're working on will be uh, Jedi The Fallen Order. And they're working with the EA on that. And it's going to be a holiday time 2019. So it's still a long way off. But this is more than likely the game that was picked up after EA shut down um, Visceral. Visceral Games were working on a game for EA that was a Star Wars single-player campaign game. And... I would assume that that is what Respawn have picked up and have started working on. Yeah. Uh, and it's <laughs> it's aiming for holiday 2019, so we'll probably see that next E3, more than likely. Well, sorry, EA Play, because they're never at E3, are they? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Unravel 2 was shown off and immediately went available. Um, the key to that is Excited. co-op. Uh, yeah. And... You can play it solo, but there's always two characters. So for anyone that played the original Unravel, what you'll remember, or for those that didn't, just to explain, but recap for those that have and explain for those that didn't, 
the whole idea behind Unravel was that you were this little Yarn character called Yarny, and as he moved through the world, he was unraveling and leaving like a little trail of yarn behind him, and you would use that trail to sort of hang on to things and pull yourself up and create little bridges and and all sorts of things like that. It was a puzzle game, effectively, like a puzzle platformer, where you had to use this yarn that was coming from him to your advantage uh, to get through the world. And then what they've done with Unravel 2 is immediately from the get-go, the yarn's cut. There's no more yarn, and you've just got a tiny little sort of thread of yarn coming from him and not this expansive amount anymore but there's a second yarny which i don't know the name of i don't know if they've named the second one or not yarny. <laughs> it's got to be yarny and yarnet or something like maybe that. he's got to get a girlfriend but the the two of them tie themselves together and rather than the yarn being something that follows him it's um a piece that ties the two of them together and it's about the co-op and teamwork and there's a nice little gameplay demo that they did as part of the presentation where you could see how um one would maybe hold on to something and then the other would lower themselves down between the yarn that connects them and like swing across to the next platform and grab on. And then the first one could let go and swing across and the other one could pull them up and all sorts of things like that. So it's about using the two characters. Um, When you're playing on your own, the characters you swap between them. So like you'd, you know, you'd get one to grab onto a ledge and swap to the other to do your swinging and stuff like that. But the the key here is, I think, the the two player co op more than anything. Yeah. Um, I didn't notice the mention whether or not you can play it online or if it has to be, um, couch co op side by side. I actually didn't notice that. Either, and but... I've I've installed it because there's a trial. You don't even have to buy it. There's a trial. That might only be if you've got EA access, but there is a trial available of it. So after yeah. this, I might um get one of you two to install it, and we'll see if you can play it over the internet but yeah it's not the end of the world if not but it's a it's a very cool idea and i guess it plays on a way out and the ideas that a way out brought last year which obviously was again an ea game so um it's nice to see these kind of things come in and especially with something like unravel that was a really nice good looking and fun and just entertaining game the first time around so it's good to see that coming back tear shed yeah as well paid attention yeah and um the last bit of ea play was a, a proper date for anthem we saw some gameplay of it some more gameplay and all that kind of stuff so there's a lot to see there it does very much look like um destiny meets i don't know titanfall yeah destiny meets titanfall i'd say but that's, that's what I was thinking when I was they've got it. they've got the big exosuit things that are called yeah. I forgot what they call them on that already. But <laughs> they've got the big exosuits very similar to Titanfall. But then you've got that world exploration and doing story based like quest lines if you want to call them that missions however you want to refer to them. Yeah. So it's got like that element of the two yeah. games, but it looks absolutely stunning absolutely awesome in terms of the graphics and the detail on them um the customization looks incredible as well the amount of customization that you can do to your um to your suit that you wear and all that kind of stuff just to give it a personal touch so it looks like it could be a fun game i'm still interested and excited by it after seeing more of it so 
definitely worth looking at. Um, but yeah, and the, the, the date that they put on it is Feb 22nd. So it's not all that far away. Albeit that's eight months, it's still not that far away. So I'd guess that we'll maybe see more of that come Gamescom and uh, other shows like that that are in the next few months here in Europe. And then... And hopefully in November we won't hear that it's been brought back. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Now... November. We need to start, I guess, rattling through some of these things just because we're already quite a long way in. But this is probably the biggest conference with the most talking points, weirdly, which I wasn't <laughs> expecting. So I've even got a sound effect for the, all the console-based ones. Are you ready? Go on, then. Uh, oh my god! I feel like I'm at the conference. <laughs> I, I feel like Wait, if you Xbox it, exclusive, I was just about to do exactly that. <laughs> World premiere. That's it. Thomas, you got a job. You got a job there next year. Uh, launch exclusive. I can't remember what else he says. I got, got, <laughs> anyway, um, so this first one is a. World premiere exclusive thing. It's Halo Infinite. That was a. It's good that they opened up with this. Yeah, this is like their their trademark. It's a, it's a flag. Thing, it's it, a flagship Halo. game, um, yeah. and it was bookended quite nicely with another trademark game, which we'll get to. And I think things like that is it's little details like that that you notice in a in a good event. And they had a lot to do Microsoft this year after last year because last yeah. year was a shambles. Yeah. Yeah. There was too much talking shit. There was too much gimmick with like bringing the Porsche out on stage and talking shit about the car when <laughs> nobody's interested in the car, they're interested in the game. And there was just too much gimmick last year. Um, and about the best thing that they did last year was it was the Scorpio reveal as the X, wasn't it? It oh. was... It, that's that's it. Considering they had that big important talking point last year, they still managed to natter on for fuck knows what reason. Remind you of anyone? Wanted to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Halo Infinite. Um, we've seen more of the chief. The chief. The chief. Um, ah, um, Xbox exclusive. Yes, because it's confirmed that he's in it. So yes, we are. He's- We'll <laughs> no, Joshua, oh, it's confirmed him, that he's in it. Nobody said you play as him, did they? <clears throat> I know, but it looks like it didn't look like him in the. Of course, it did. Trailer. <clears throat> it's a woman's leg, that. Right. Go back and look at it. It's a woman's leg. Right. Okay. <laughs> Go, Go on, on then. Anyway. Give us your theory Go then. Tell us some more. It's a woman's leg. Is that your only? It's a woman's Spartan. Right. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> it depends on if it's where it went, what the timeline is on it. As to what I can't remember if um, they've told, they've spoken about the the timeline, but it they have definitely said it follows Master Chief. Um. Good. I'm trying to find the quote that I read about it. Uh, let me find it. This this game, by the way, is obviously a long way off. Um, it's like this is a literally a sort of a teaser. So yeah, this this is yeah. end of next year game at least. Yeah, it's 
it is literally expected to be um, end of next year, end of 2019, if not early 2020. Like, oh, it, it is a long good. time off. Um, it will focus on the Master Chief and focus on focus on him and continue the saga after the events of Halo 5. There you go. So, fuck you. Uh, yes, fuck <laughs> it's a me. a woman's leg. <laughs> um, another little game that, that was quite early in there that... I, I'll not dwell on because I don't know enough about it to dwell on it, but it was Sekiro, if, that, if I'm pronouncing it right. Is that the little electric-y thing? No, Sekiro is um, it's a Japanese samurai-type game. The guy with uh, the, oh, yeah. the yeah, amputated arm and the mechanical arm. Yeah, it's similar yeah. to Tenshu. Yes, it is. It's that kind of game. Do you mean it's, Tenshu, it's, it's, but yeah. It's not the same. Yeah, Tenshu, yeah, it's similar. <laughs> Is that a woman's leg? <laughs> it could be. Is it a woman's arm? <laughs> it also could be. How would you sex an arm when it's dead? And a bone. Yeah, it's it's, it's in the it's Move in on. the Dark Souls universe though, isn't it, I think. Is it? It yeah. It looks it looks like it. I don't know anything about it to say yes or no. Or directly, or if it's not if it's not anything di- directly linked to Dark Souls, there's a lot of comparisons being drawn from it. But I've I've seen those two names. It's a it's a little bit like the same way that Bloodborne gets compared to Dark Souls a lot. And again, I'm not actually sure if they're part of the same universe, but I'd I'd need to learn more things like that, I guess. But. <laughs> it looks a good game, is what I'm getting at. Um, then we saw some little bits from Bethesda in that Fallout 4 is going on Game Pass. I think it's already on Game Pass. So if yeah, you've got Game Pass, Fallout 4 is available to download and install. I'm going to give that a go. Yeah, and then they showed off uh, Fallout 76 and gave a little bit more detail on it, basically confirming that it is a prequel to all the other games, which we expected, because we knew that Vault 76 was uh, the one, or one of the ones that contained those initial openings, yeah, where it was the operatives designed to rebuild life for those that came out at a later date and so on. So we knew it was going to be that kind of game. Um, they basically confirmed that it is a prequel. They've said that it's four times bigger than Fallout 4 in terms of the size of it, which is huge, because I think Fallout 4 is yeah. massive, personally. It, it, it is. Fallout 4 were bigger than last one by so much as well. Yeah, so... Do so they mean game length? Or no, they'll, they'll mean the size of it. Um, they were talking yeah. about the fact that there's different zones, so it's all set... Um, in Virginia, as we expected it to be, but there's uh, there's lots of different zones and different areas. So you will visit towns and areas, and they will have a different sort of atmosphere and vibe to them, and things like that, uh, just because of the nature of where they are. So more there's more rural towns, and then there's more like metropolitan towns. Obviously, it's all fucked because there's been a giant nuclear explosion, but. It looks really the interesting. Trees have survived quite well. Yeah. In comparison to other Fallout games, the trees seem to have got, gotten back to life a bit. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the rest of Fallout 76 now rather than wait until the Bethesda section? Yeah. Because all they really did at yeah, this point, yeah, all they did at this point realistically was confirm these little bits of info and said, make sure you tune into the Bethesda show later and you'll see more of it. Um, so, what we then got to see in the Bethesda show a little later on was them confirming that it is a online experience so it's 
multiplayer um, environments and mm-hmm. that it will be out later this year, which I was not expecting it to be that soon. I, I, oh, and yeah, it's quite it, it genuinely sounds like this is something they've been working on very quietly for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. And Well, when they've got all the Elder Scrolls stuff that's everyone's been hyping about... They've sort of been able to get away with it, haven't they? Yeah, I guess. Keep it under wraps. I guess. Um, but what they were saying about the actual experience itself is, although it's an online experience, they claim that you can do everything solo, just some things are going to be harder. Um, uh, but because Ooh. of the way that the world works, there will be a number of people in that world with you, and it's obviously up to you on if you work together or you fight each other effectively. And it sounds very reminiscent of a certain pirate-based game that, um, you know, there's things that are supposed to encourage you to try and work together, and there's things that you're potentially encouraged to fight over. And it sounds like you're going to get a very similar thing in Fallout 76. Um, Sounds good. It, it does. Players don't decide to do the exact same thing as they do on that other pirate. Well, they they've basically said that they've been one of the things that they've been asked by people that have seen it in behind closed doors is is this like hardcore survival? And the way that it was excellently described was no, it's softcore survival. So <laughs> I think I think what they were getting at is that in similar vein to the normal Fallout games, there's sort of save points and things like that so that when you die, you're not just completely losing everything. Um, but you will, I guess, potentially lose some form of progress. I've, I've not yeah. I've not sat and watched... There's so much that's gone on over this week and I've not had a chance to sit yeah. and properly dig into this. But one of the aspects that looked pretty cool about it was there are nuclear bases dotted around the map and you have to go to the nuclear base, collect all the components for the nuclear code, and then you can set that nuke off and detonate it anywhere on the map of your choosing. So if you've got a, a particular person or a group that are griefing you or whatever, pissing you, you can off. you can actually retaliate <laughs> by working together with other people that this group might have pissed off, get the nuke arm codes, and just send a nuke over their way and just wipe everything flat. It's it's always wise, isn't it, after a nuclear war <laughs> to keep <laughs> nukes. More nukes. Yeah. <laughs> what what I'm interested by is because this is a much as much of a building fork. It do you know what parts of it? It feels like Ark. the The way that they've sold it in a way to me feels like Ark. Like there is definite advantage to group together to deploy your resources together to build something and then go do things together which Ark has. There's also <laughs> advantage to go mess up somebody else's stuff because A, you'll be able to nick their stuff and B, you know, they're not as much of a threat of you uh, to you once they've not got any stuff. So it's it'd be interesting to see how it um, how it does play and I'll be keeping a very keen eye on it for sure. So uh, but I think he's definitely got those kind of elements to it. It's it's got me interested in the fact that they put yeah, you're not four on Game Pass exactly. And I've heard that a lot. To be honest, there's there's a lot of people that are interested by the idea of the game, but are not usually keen on the Fallout world or the other Fallout games because they are massive yeah. games and they yeah. are uh, they they 
to like the Skyrim Skyrim games, it's and the Elder Scrolls games and they things take like some that. Dedication, and if you, if you want, if you don't get sunk in, yeah, you don't really and go back. To not it. everyone's that kind of gamer, which is absolutely fair enough. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see where it goes from there. That's that's about as much as generally was shown in the conferences, anyway. Um, yeah. So we can move on, I guess, from there. Um, we saw some more of Crackdown Three. Which meant we Terry saw more Cruz. Terry Crews. It looks yeah, like yeah, yeah. Terry Crews is not just an advertising gimmick from last E3. He's actually in he's the in game. That. It looks they like he's in the him. game, <laughs> and that is awesome. I might. I never understood Crackdown at all, um, but I might just buy it and play it just because. Oh, I might buy Game Pass to be honest, just to try things like Crackdown Three. Um, I'm happy to pay like eight pounds a month. No, how much is it, Joshua? Seven pounds, I think. Seven pounds a month. Seven ninety nine a month. So I'm happy to pay that to try games like this. Um, it's, yeah. it's really good Game Pass. I've had it for a fair bit now. Yeah. So um, we saw some more of that. Uh, it's coming out in February, so we've got a date for it as well. So we know what to I, expect. To be honest, I've played others. And I don't need to see anything to want to buy next one. It's been I, a long time. I never so played the to... first one, and the second one confused me to fuck. And within 30 minutes to an hour, yeah. I was like, I don't understand what's happening and why, and I've never played it again since. See, uh, and I... everybody <laughs> told me, you should play. You should have played the first one, and then it'd make more sense. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, well, that's fine, but that's no good for me who's picking up the second one and doesn't have access to the first one. See, so, I, yeah. I played the first one, loved the first one, I understand what happens in the second one about the outbreak and stuff like that, but for me, it went to how Saints Row went. Yeah, Saints See, another, Row did another that. franchise like... that I've not really ever gotten into. Yeah, so. they, they sort of did that. You were taking down gangs and and stuff like that, and then it suddenly turned into mutants and aliens just out of nowhere, and you're sort of like, "What the fuck?" But yeah. I think they've toned it down a bit more now, and it it does look good, except for the fact that Terry Crews is in it. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Which turns it all the way fucking <laughs> Yeah. It's now worth £65. <laughs> <laughs> um, after that, we saw a, a bit more of Metro Exodus, which was... When is that out? Uh, I don't remember if they've said. Let me just check my other notes. One Let's second. just say 2019 and stick with that. No, it's, it's a lot closer than that. Hang on. Um... February next year, I think. Another one that's for February, it's 22nd of February. Month, I want to say. Jesus. <laughs> I can't remember if the date was given off during the conference, but we saw a lot more of the game, at least, anyway. There was yeah. a good two, maybe three-minute trailer for it, um, which looked really good. So that's another one yeah. to look forward to, which, again, I'm guessing we'll see more and more of in the build-up to next year. Um, yeah. Interestingly... I'm not really bothered by this, but the thing that interests me about it is the the fact that it's quite a big change, and that's that Kingdom Hearts three is um, coming to Xbox for the first time. Well, Kingdom Hearts in general is coming to Xbox in Kingdom Hearts three, um, and you get to play with the frozen people. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Do you wanna build a snowman? They are generally good games, though, and. How how are those um, exclusives treating PlayStation now though? <laughs> what what now now that Xbox is slowly now stealing things like actually... Spyro, Crash Bandicoot, yeah. Kingdom Hearts, three games that were notoriously uh, PlayStation territory, 
uh, by the end of the year yeah. or whenever it is that Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. But basically, they're all going to be on Xbox. Um, and even Nintendo are poaching things. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I can't wait to the see demise what they actually do when they eventually say, we made a mistake, we're turning it on, <laughs> and then we all say no. Yeah. <laughs> we just go, we I, don't I want you. <laughs> we don't want we you. Didn't, we didn't need you in first place. Yeah. Every, everybody's already said that they don't want to, they're, they're more inclined to buy a different console yeah. because of the no cross-play station. I know a lot of PS4 owners that are, that are swapping to Xbox mm-hmm. now. Yeah, but is that what is that because of? Is that a crossplay thing? Is that just because the the generation's that old that it's time it's, that they come around both. to buy another console? What is it? It's both. That's... It's like the PS4's a bit behind Xbox with performance. Um, well, yeah. And... If you compare it, if you're comparing it to the X, yes. Yeah, and the fact that like you've got crossplay across loads of different games now, and there's more coming. Like pretty much half of these that are on this list are all crossplay, aren't they? Uh, there's a lot of them that are crossplay. Yeah. I don't a half might be a bit of a stretch, but a lot of them are. So yeah, it's it's like I say, King going back to where we were, Kingdom Hearts does not interest me whatsoever. But the thing I found interesting is it's it's another franchise that Xbox have managed to poach. Um and yeah. it's it's an interesting move. Um and and there's a significance to it later, which I will bring up, but we'll get to that. Um, we saw a little trailer for some Sea of Thieves content, which is July, which is the first one. That's Cursed Sails, and then September sees Forsaken Shores. So there's, like, effectively hunting down legendary ghost ships and what looks like volcano-based islands that are not currently on the map. So to me, that means we might start seeing a map expansion at some point, possibly. Ooh. Um, but time will tell with that. But it's definitely hinting at that, so that would be nice to see. Because having yeah. been on that map now, although things have changed on it in in time, I've been on that map now for eighteen months <laughs> because of the fact that I've been playing it obviously through the betas and the alphas. So it's been a long time, and it's starting to feel a little smaller than it did a long time ago so it'd be interesting to see if that does expand it so i'm excited to see where that goes personally um we saw a bit more battlefield 5 but we've already talked about that uh forza horizon 4 now that that looks fucking immense the the detail on it looks absolutely beautiful and Bonus of bonuses, it's set right here in Blighty, in good old Great Britain. So, um, oh, yay. that means loads of speed bumps and speed cameras, loads of, loads of speed bumps and speed cameras, and zebra crossings. Um, but the thing that was really cool, one of the new features that they added, is the seasons. Oh, so, you're gonna say potholes. Ah, and potholes, yeah. <laughs> but the, the way that the way that the seasons work in this is. In the last Horizon, I think we got weather for the first time, didn't we? Horizon 3 was the first Horizon to have weather conditions where it would start raining and affect things and stuff like that. So you'd get rain. I can't remember it being in Horizon 2, but I could be wrong. But I think Horizon 2 was always dry. So Horizon 3 brought with it the, the rain 
and then you got the snow mountain, blizzard mountain, whatever it was called, where you had the completely snowed out, and then you had the blizzards in, in there. So it was snow environment, but then you had the blizzards where you'd just not be able to basically see anything for five minutes while it <laughs> absolutely hammered it. But we've now got that across one game in one thing where the game, for example, you load up in, in week one and it'll be spring. So the weather will be dry, but you'll experience like, as we refer to them here, April showers, like intermittent bits of rain, clearing up with sun and all that kind of stuff. Then in week two, it will move to summer and it will be sort of rain again because it's Britain. No, it'll be completely dry. It'll be sunny <laughs> and that kind of environment. Thunderstorms every now and then. Possibly, I guess, because that is what the weather's like. It'd be interesting to see if they, how accurate they go. If, if they just go traditional seasons or accurate British seasons, it'd be interesting to see. But I think <laughs> that's the idea of the spring is that it's it's a bit of a mix. Like it's the the new warm weather coming through the old winter weather. I think that's what they're playing out with the spring. Yeah. And then you've got the autumn or the fall, as the Americans will call it, because it's a game in Britain, it, it's autumn. Uh, and that will involve, obviously, leaves falling, muddy dirt tracks and stuff like that um, as the land changes around you. And then you finally got the winter where you'll see snow and ice across the tracks and on the roads and things like that. And it just means that things are going to be challenging week over week. It constantly evolves, but it's one of those things where it's continually synced across all games at all times. So if it is raining, it is raining. Is, is how they're pitching it. Yeah. Um, if it's sunny, it is sunny, and that is across the game is is how they, they're pitching yeah. that and said that it is completely synced across everything, um, which would be interesting to see if, if how accurate that statement is. Um, but the fact that he's got the changing seasons that will move from week to week, meaning that events will be different week to week, and it encourages you to use different cars more often because obviously... During the blizzard, you, you're probably going to want to use something a bit more suited for snow terrain. And then during, um, the, you know, I don't know, the spring period where the rain's out, you might want to use something that's four-wheel drive. So through, through, the changing, through the changing conditions, you've got reliability. And then in the summer, you might want like a convertible that's slicked out. And I don't know, you've just got... It, I think it encourages that and it, it's a nice little twist. Um, and it looks huge you know, the world itself. And even better, it's all open world. Yeah. So so in the past where everyone that you saw was a driver tar driving past you, from what they're saying now, everyone should in theory be another player. Which this... And the other thing that I've seen is that you can basically have a house, which is your hub, and you can sort of change your clothes and... That's why you do all your cars. Rather than the festival spots that they've had in the past, it sounds like you might work from like a home that you build up and upgrade and stuff it's like gone that. Like test drive. And I was just about to make that exact comparison. They've taken, <laughs> I think, what were some of the really cool bits of test drive and put them in what is a more authentic driving game. And I think if they if they nail that in the way that it looks like they might have that game is going to be incredible. Yeah, I think. Um, just 
Are they doing an exact map? <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> no, it, it, they've never been exact copies. I'd, I'd bring mum and like, I'm outside. La- <laughs> <laughs> On you'd, you'd probably see. You probably see landmarks and things come into it, but obviously it's got to be condensed yeah. down. Yeah. So, yeah. and as far as I know, there's like sort of Welsh countryside combined with Scottish Highlands, and then like Yorkshire areas and London areas and cities, and like there's there's supposed to be a bit of everything from what I understand. So it's definitely going to need to be condensed down. But if you remember, Horizon 3 was like that. You got like the outback area, then you got an area that was a little bit more jungly, and then you'd got the city down at the bottom. So, and if you actually looked at the city, I can't remember where. This is when I noticed it, which is really weird. But I watch, as you two both know, and maybe even some of the listeners know, I watch I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here every I year. I do too. Quite religiously. But I don't know if you've noticed from playing Horizon 3 and watching that, but the buildings that they've used in the last couple of years for those planks out into the out into the city off the top of the really high buildings looks remarkably like the city that's at the bottom of Forza Horizon 3 in Australia. <laughs> and I just keep thinking, oh, I'm expecting to see like a car just boom, straight past them. Or when I drive through there on the game, I'm expecting to see Ant and Deck up the top, just like pushing celebrities off. Well, it'll be just Deck now, won't it? Well, yeah. There different that. podcast. But that, <laughs> different podcast. Uh, so, yeah, I'm very excited for that. It looks brilliant. It does brilliant, look really good. Really. Um, it really does. And, yeah, and <laughs> I saw um, uh, what I assume was a PlayStation fanboy try and make a comment of, so basically what Drive Club did years ago, and I've played Drive Club, and, yes, it's a good game, but... It will have nothing on Forza Horizon <laughs> Four. Let me tell you that for a fact. It's got nothing, in my opinion, on Forza Horizon Three. So they're just jealous because yeah. Gran Turismo died years ago. <laughs> to be honest, Gran Turismo Sports not that bad. It's just not what it used to be. But again, that's another talk time. <laughs> we've, we've we've got to get through this shit. Um, so another piece of really key news, I think, for this. E3 for Microsoft was they announced that they'd fully acquired Playground, who are obviously Forza Horizon guys, and um, they are also they basically confirmed the whole thing about Playground are working on a a big open world RPG style game for them. Um, so that's stable. Well, that's what we hope. Um, so we know about that and then they also announced that they'd acquired Ninja Theory which is um, it's the guys behind stuff like um, Hellblade and um, at least some of the Devil May Cries I don't think all of them but at least some of them and so there's a lot of games like that. That's that's a good acquisition for them. And there were two or three more, but they were, basically on there as well, they it? were. I don't think no. I don't think they've acquired a gearbox. Gearbox. Um, but it's. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember what the other one. Undead Labs is one, and that Undead Labs is. Uh, State of Decay, so they've fully acquired them yeah. now. So a couple of them are studios yeah. that they've worked with to build games anyway, like Playground and State of Decay. 
companies that have worked on exclusives for the Xbox, but they've actually fully acquired them now. Um, one of your favourites, James. We Happy Few. Um, we Happy Few, yeah. <laughs> Compulsion Games. That was another one that they'd got. So, and it just it just shows that they're putting the money in, but they're obviously helping them more than we just money because they're happy to. Carry this is on. like almost the exact opposite of the EA room. Yeah. EA keeps shutting people down and like merging them into just them. What Microsoft are doing are helping nurture some of these studios. They're going to use their Microsoft resource to help them expand, and hopefully, you'll see sort of you know huge big projects come out yeah, of this course. and. With the help that Microsoft Studios can give these studios, uh, I can only imagine that when when they're putting out games like what they are already in terms of your State of Decay to um, your We Happy Few and uh, Hellblade and stuff like that, when they're already putting stuff like that out, imagine what having the backing of the, the actual console company themselves can do for you. So... It basically didn't confirm that Playground are working on Fable, but it did say that it's definitely working on an open world like adventure RPG yeah. game. So fingers crossed that is what that is. Fingers I really crossed. like that we have a few trailer that they released. Very crossed because that's been yeah they showed off some more yeah, we have a few been going they? on for a long time. Now. It's been about two years, maybe even well, more. It's, that that's been it's finally got um it's finally got an actual release date. I think now yeah. hasn't it? I'm, yeah, I'm so all over that. that's that's something else. Yeah, for sure. Um, what else was there? There was. Oh, see, we're not even through the Xbox stuff yet. There was so Let's much blast Xbox, Xbox then. and Microsoft. We'll blast it was... it. We can go through this next well, bit a little. No, hang on, bit. hang on. We'll see what there is because there's stuff that needs talking about. Uh, PUBG is getting the jungle map this summer. I can't remember what it's called, <laughs> um, but he's getting that this summer. And they then teased at the new yeah. winter map that should be coming this winter. So that'll actually be quite a nice little set once it's done. You've got the original, you've got um, Miramar Desert, you've got the jungle, which is the quite compact one, and then a winter mountainous snowy That'd thing. Be good, because you should be able to um, follow people's footsteps in the snow. That that that'd be interesting if yeah. you can. I've got a feeling that you won't be able to, but it'd be interesting if you could. I'd love that. It made, it made people a lot more. Cautious. I just run around in circles. <laughs> I didn't think about that at all. Well, it's like each each map should have yeah, its own. Yeah, but that's what you do. Each map should have its own unique sort of um, yeah unique twist. And you've got the original, which is I guess just the original. You not really anything you can spin on that. But then, like in the desert, it's the fact that there's a there's a lack of cover, which and is a lot of high an ground. obvious one. Yeah. Your scopes, your scopes, yeah. your friend, but your your terrain, exactly, your or your friend, depending on where you are. You and then your jungle map, what you've got there, you a compact space that's got a lot of cover, Shotguns, which is yeah. going to be interesting. Yeah, and then the, something like the footsteps would, and not you're not going to have a very long view distance if it's snowing. And I think, think like the ability to track somebody, put them down, would be. <laughs> Ideal, but you could you could trap people as well in that sense. You could like set yeah. an ambush quite easily if you if you knew what you were doing with yeah. like luring somebody. In. Like somebody sees a set of footsteps and like say it's a squad of a squad of two or three and they're like 
there's one person here that's walked they just walked and the they're like following these footsteps and then there's a whole squad of you that actually jumps out and ambushes because you've I don't know flanked in a vehicle the rest of you it, like there's so much strategy you could invest yeah. in that if they put it in but we've got to wait and see if they even do that yet so I'm, I'd also not heard about that from a PC perspective so I'd be interested to see where that winter map yeah. comes from because by the, if if the jungle maps this summer, then the Xbox version is going to be very close to where the PC version is, if not in the same yeah. place. So we might be coming to a point where the releases are simultaneous for things, yeah. which would be good. So be interesting to see where that goes. And we've now got the public test servers for PUBG on Xbox, yeah. so they'll probably be testing yeah. that. So. Yeah. Um, we saw a little bit of Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Looks we saw cool. more of it during Square Enix. It does look a good game. It doesn't look anything different to any other Tomb Raider, but it does look a good game. The graphics look really good. Um, so, like, oh, really good. I think you can say that about most of these, to yeah. be honest, though. There's not really a game that didn't have awesome graphics, True. really. Some were better than others, but yeah. Some was more about yeah. style. Like Fallout's meant to look. You gotta appreciate good graphics on good good tits, though. Kingdom Hearts. It's God. Here we go. (laughs) I'm just gonna move on (laughs) because I don't think there's a huge amount you can say about Tomb Raider. Let's go to the game based around a male character. The next one we saw of note was Session, which was a new (laughs) skateboarding (laughs) game. Funny about Um, this. I was calling it Essen for ages because I didn't realise it was an S at the beginning because it's a weird. Oh like thing, God. I was like, Essen? What kind of name is that? <laughs> so it's called Session, <laughs> for those of you who can read. Um, it's a new skateboarding game from the looks of things. It's an exclusive at launch to Xbox, which would indicate it will come to other things at some point, but no guarantee on when, I guess. Um, um, a shout out to Smith88 in our Discord, who pointed out that there was a little bit of a... a like a graffiti sort of a dig or an Easter egg, whatever you want to call it, at the fact that it's not skate for. And the graffiti that somebody else then went and actually found for me, to say me looking it up, <laughs> was uh, someone white if went and found it. And it, it's basically a bit of graffiti and it says, what do you skate for? But it's the word for, as in what do you skate for? But the for is in like speech marks, like f- as in it, it's <laughs> emphasizing the for. And it... It's almost like it's a dig at yeah. Scare 4. So. I was a bit disappointed it cool. wasn't a um, Tony Hawk. I think they're done and gone, though, for now. No, no. I he's, just instantly saw Skateboard and thought, oh, my God. It's been a very long he's, time. He's too old for that shit. Um, we saw A New Devil May Cry. That looks good. That was another one. That By any chance, really is the good. woman in this... Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt. She looks suspiciously like her. Maybe. Um, the but, woman from Tuxedo, Joshua. I know who you're on about. Oh, that's good. Just, just checking. <laughs> Delilah. Delilah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's. It looks awesome. Um, it looks very much Devil May Cry, uh, as you'd expect. Yeah. And. Mm. <laughs> obviously Dan is back like if you the thing is it's like one of those things where 
if you're a Devil May Cry fan, you're hyped for this. If you've played the old ones, even if you've not, though, I would seriously recommend checking it out. If you if you're new to the franchise, maybe not even start with this. Maybe go back and try some of the older ones or something like that. Well, I'm pretty sure Devil May Cry Four is on Game Pass. Possibly. That's like yeah. nearly. I'm sure that's like nearly ten years old though now. I'll check for you once you. I'm sure it's very old now. It's getting there if it's not already, but. Yeah, um, we also saw Dying Light Two, which I'm sure got James looks incredible. Um, I really like that. I've been waiting for that for a long, long time. It looks more about surviving in the city than being yes. to the yes. city, which looks more appealing for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. Like you, it. They were saying it's the first game where your choice actually affects the game. And what happens? Yeah, a lot of games say this, so we'll see how that actually plays out. But like an example that he gave, he was saying you can either work with the guards that are there to supply water, but that'll then attract unwanted attention from elsewhere, or you can fight against them and constantly live like your, your life fighting against these guards and stuff. And yeah, and you've got to choose that. like factions to work with and things like that. So you know you're going to help yeah. a certain group of people, which might provide you with good water sources and things like that or good food sources but that's going to sacrifice the fact that the more aggressive and like combat ready ones and maybe not going to like you because you've sided with them so you could side with the more combat aligned people but then you're maybe going to struggle looking for supplies and so it's all about maybe not necessarily like choice when you think games like I don't know Fable where there's consequences to everything but I think you'd have to make choices to a degree as to like kind of what route you want to go. Same as like um, State of Decay, really, in terms of who you want yeah. to take with you and stuff yeah. like that, and who you want to help. Devil May Cry uh, Four Special Edition was 2015. That's on Game Pass. Oh, yeah, but I wanted the original. That's the remake. I don't know if they remade it or not. I was looking for the original release day, James, but whatever. While you're looking that up, I (laughs) will move on to something else, which was... This one was a surprise. I had no idea this was coming, and that is Battletoads. It's coming back. Um, Battletoads has recently been mentioned by someone we know. So it wasn't a massive surprise. I can't remember why it was mentioned or when. um, It was maybe in your rare quiz that Brett did. Because it's a it rare was. game. Who who were the Battletoads? Yeah, he was talking about the names of them. Um, and I said us three. Yeah, it's not due until next year, in 2019. But yeah, it was just it was just a teaser, effectively. But it's been a long yeah. time. Um, it's it's I can't 2008. I can't remember if the what was 2008. Devil May Cry 4. Awesome. So well, it was 10 years. Oh, 10 years. Yeah. Uh, well, you give yourself a big pat on the back. Thanks. And obviously, the, <laughs> going back to what I was talking about before you interrupted with that information, um, it's still being handled by Rare, which is a good thing because it's like it's their IP. They, they did the original. So that's that same vibe will, in theory, be throughout, which is awesome. Um, so I can't wait to see more on that. 
Um, we saw Gears 5, which again, I didn't expect this for some reason. I don't know if I missed... This looks good. I don't know if I missed something that was uh, that we were expecting it or anything like that, but um, I wasn't, so... It's um, turn-based, I, no, is it No, I not? wasn't, to be honest. Uh, what? what? Is it Gears? not the turn-based one? Oh, yes, sorry. Yeah, um, that's Gears Tactics. That's not Gears 5. Oh. There's oh, Gears right. Tactics and there's Gears 5. They sort of announced um, two things at, at once, I think. Um, I like I like the look of that Tactics one. And then there was Gears... I'm not really into those sort of games. Yeah, and then there was Gears Pop as well, which is like Funko Pop something, you know, the, the figure things that I sometimes yeah. collect. It's something to do with them. Um, as far as I've seen, it's a mobile game. But I, they didn't really show anything, did they? They just showed that it existed with a little oh, teaser yeah. thing. So yeah. um, there's that. And then we got a little bit of a look at Cyberpunk 2077 from CD Projekt Red, which has been the most hyped game of probably the last five years or something like that. Um, <laughs> so hopefully it will live up to that hype. But <clears throat> one one year it won't be included in our E three special that title. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, it looks good though. It's there's a lot more. In, it goes a lot more into it in that what, trailer, even though it's not saying. What a lot. you need to do with the trailer, by the way, is um, you'll notice that I think Phil Spencer was talking on stage at the time, and they're like it kind of cut in over him, and like it, almost like it was being hacked the show. And there was a screen of red writing and stuff like that, and it was all loading in as though someone was hacking. If you can actually get a freeze frame of that, there's basically a letter um, that comes up. It's like a, an address, and it tells you loads about the game. Um, so it's like saying, um, when will it be? And it's like, we told you we'd only release it when it's ready, and we mean it. Um, we're definitely much closer, but... Um, there's no date yet. There's like, how big will it be? It's it's huge, but we don't actually have a clue how big it'll be yet. Um, um, there's like, so they're not close. Well, <laughs> you don't know D until you fucking put everything on a disc. You don't know how big it is, but um, <laughs> like it's saying like free DLC. Um, and then they like say expect nothing less than you got with The Witcher Three, um, stuff like that. My, microtransactions, <laughs> and it says in a single player role player game, are you nuts? And just loads of little bits like that. And it, it's a cool little, um, it's a cool little thing. But you have to sort of freeze frame the, the whole hacking sequence to be able to read it all. Um, I'm pretty sure that if you have a quick Google for it, you can see the whole thing uh, printed yeah, out. It's huge. Yeah, there, there is a lot in it, but it just gives you an idea. So, and and then um, they didn't say it out loud as such, but Phil Spencer basically hinted at the fact that the next gen of console is coming at some point. Um, and he said, um, I'm trying to find the exact quote, um, is, so it was the same team that has delivered unprecedented performance with the Xbox One X is deep into architecting the next Xbox consoles, plural, where we will once again deliver on our commitment to set the benchmark for console gaming. Um, obviously, you'd expect that anyway. You know, I think I don't think there'll be any updates to this current generation 
if I'm totally honest. I, I don't think we'll see anything past the X for Xbox. We might maybe yeah. see something like a new version of the Pro for PlayStation that maybe brings it a little bit more <clears throat> up to date, but I don't think they've got the need for it because they've sold that many already. And for the difference between a Pro and an X, what you'd update, nobody that's got a Pro, I don't think, is going to go buy an X. Uh, Sorry, an, an X equivalent. They're not going to update. So the yeah. most you'd get is maybe someone like me with a Slim or someone that's still holding on to original PS4 would maybe go out and get this new one. But I doubt very much we'll see that. So it's um, it's interesting to see. And with the studios that they're starting to acquire, there's every chance that the next generation could possibly be the swing and roundabout that we see where it swaps between them and we maybe see a, an Xbox generation again where they're on top again. But that's yeah. that's a long way down the line. <laughs> maybe we'll start seeing a little bit of a console sneak peek next year, but I wouldn't hold my breath just yet. Maybe a project mm, name. Possibly. Project Python. Yeah. Um... Bethesda was the next thing, and oh my god, we fuck, still got so much more to do. Um, Rage Two was the first <laughs> thing that they brought on, accompanied by an absolutely fucking awful Andrew WK performance. Yeah, it was just well, it was fucking horrendous. <laughs> like I've never liked Andrew WK anyway, but um, yeah, it was not not good. I don't know if you saw the Andrew WK thing or not. I didn't, I didn't know, but I'll take your word for it, because we normally all think the same thing yeah. anyway. Um, like, Pete Hines is a good host, and he set it up fairly well, but oh, I'm, uh, Andrew WK can do one. He's, <laughs> he's not a good musician, and he proved that a couple of nights ago. Uh, the game looks good, though. It looks... The way I'd describe it, I guess, is, if you haven't seen it, it looks very much like a, a slightly more realistic-looking Borderlands. It's very, it's got a very Borderlands vibe to it. So there's every chance yeah. if you like a Borderlands-style game, you might like that. A um, couple of other things that they showed off were Doom Eternal, um, confirmed some updates for Prey with some new game modes, Um and that they're working on a new Wolfenstein called Wolfenstein Young Blood, which is basically designed as a co-op game, and you play as BJ's twin daughters. Wolfenstein <laughs> 2, that was out this year for Xbox and PS4, will be coming to Switch. Uh, I can't remember if they put a date on that, but they are sending it over to the Switch. Um, They did... Uh, oh... Right, okay, so the next thing after that that I remember was Skyrim on Alexa and that fucking, <laughs> that that yes. parody advert that they did, the parody trailer, is fucking brilliant. If you haven't <laughs> seen it, please go look up the Skyrim on Alexa trailer. But Alexa, play Skyrim. <laughs> the beauty of it is it fucking exists. It's real. What? It's fucking real. So yeah, if you actually go on your Alexa uh, or well, your Echo or whatever and you enable something called it, it's whatever they called it in the trailer, Skyrim Very Special Edition or whatever it is 
And it's basically, yeah. it is just like a text game, a little bit like in the trailer where he's talking to it. Uh, but you can make choices from the sounds of it. I've not had a chance to try it myself, but I have it on good authority that it is real and it works very similar to how it works <laughs> in the trailer. Um, but yeah, go watch the trailer because it's it's a great nod from Bethesda of we know that the joke is we we are trying to put Skyrim on everything, so let, why, why not do this? But then it's like the joke on the joke is the fact that it's real and you can actually go get this thing for your Alexa, which is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, Bethesda know how to have a laugh. They do. They are, they are a very good company, which is, is shown by their show. There's not a huge number of new games in it. Like you've got Rage 2, Wolfenstein Youngblood, Fallout 76, and then um, something we'll get to in a minute. Well, well, two that we'll get to in just a second. But, the entertainment factor of their shows up there, they're always top-notch. They're great presenters of their content. Um, Bar Andrew WK. Bar and having Andrew WK, yeah. Um, <laughs> there was Actually, there was a great setup from Pete Hines on the Rage 2 thing, which I forgot to mention, which was the fact that... Um, do you remember when you mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, James, because of the Walmart leak? You mentioned Rage 2. In fact, it was last week when we were talking about the things that Bethesda might be showing off, and you were saying Rage yeah. 2. Well, yeah, that all leaked because of uh, Walmart Canada, and he <laughs> basically made a pun at them, or whatever, a joke at their expense, saying, so a couple of weeks ago, you may have um, seen that we announced Rage 2, uh, in co- in partnership with our good friends at Walmart Canada, who are known for their extremely low prices and their ability to keep a fucking secret. And I'm like, wow, this is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and that that's why I love Bethesda, though, because they've got that, like, we will laugh at ourselves. Yeah, we it's will laugh at ourselves. So they can actually yeah. do what they want um, with their show. Which is the best part about but it. as well, like that's shows. the beauty of the Skyrim on Alexa thing. Like it is a joke within the joke. Like it's they will make that joke that yes, we will try and put Skyrim on everything. But then for the people that are like, Oh, at least they finally acknowledge it, it's like so meta because he actually exists. I just love it. I love it. Um They'll they'll secretly advertise their supplier that doesn't give away the secrets yeah. in doing so. Um as well. The, we talked about Fallout 76 already, so we don't need to go into that. Um, something else that they showed off, which I was really impressed by, that I've signed up for straight away, is the Elder Scrolls Blades mobile game. Um, it looked really good, and I loved the way that they were talking about the fact that you can play it in portrait mode. You don't have to hold your phone in landscape mode, so you can play it with one hand in portrait mode. That's but it was just the jokes that they associated with that. Like, around. if you want to sit and get, play games in a business meeting, people are going to know you're playing games in a business meeting if your phone's sideways in landscape mode. So you can play you can play this in portrait mode <laughs> and nobody knows what the fuck you're doing. You can be replying to an email. They don't know that. And just, like, things like that. Um but the really interesting thing is it's a VR-compatible game which will be available on PC VR and this is where it gets cool is the PC VR players will be able to cross-play com- cross with the mobile players on their devices. Whoa. So those two kinds of people... So I could be sat at home playing on VR while one of you two is in a business meeting playing in portrait mode to hide the <laughs> fact that you're playing in portrait mode. So that that looks really cool though, but I was straight on that on for the beta or whatever it is, the early access. Uh, and it's 
and it's free. Registering for it. So what you can do is you can go on... I don't know what it's like for the Google Play Store, but right now if you go on the App Store for iPhone, you can pre-order in inverted commas, like pre-register for the game, which means that they know how many people are interested in it, I guess. Um, It's due to come September time. We're still a few months away from it, but it's due to come September time. So you can pre-register your interest in it, but then you can go to playblades.com in an attempt to try and get um, to try and get even earlier access than that. So um, you can do it both ways, and one will get you earlier access than the other, I think. so. But definitely worth looking at if you're into both Elder Scrolls and playing games on your phone. Um, they finally announced Starfield, which, if you remember, was my fucking prediction for last year when I was trying to think of something that I thought might be a curveball. I was talking about Starfield and how they'd had this name for ages and it looked like they might have been recruiting people that could work on it. They finally announced it this year. We didn't see anything of it. It was a complete tease, but they finally announced it. So I'm just going to expect Fallout in space, Skyrim in space, something like that. (laughs) It's one of the only things they've not really covered, isn't it? They've done fantasy. Yeah, space. Apocalypse. Exactly. (laughs) Conquering space. And then I don't know what else they've got to do. For them real world. <laughs> Sims. Bethesda Sims. Bethesda um, Sims. And then the big announcement they saved to last was Elder Scrolls 6 is finally happening. Um, they didn't show anything of it. It was a complete tease, just a landscape shot and stuff like that. But I think um, what we're going to see with both those is things that we're basically going to see these over the next year and going into 20 and then going into 2019 and then yeah. maybe even into 2020 probably before release for some of them i couldn't see them bringing both games out together um i would maybe say i'd expect starfield to come first because they've obviously done a lot of stuff with skyrim you've got elder scrolls online in theory, Starfield's been worked on for longer, judging on what I thought I knew for last year. So I'd, I'd think we'd maybe see that first, <laughs> but I'm sure over the next 12 months between now and next E3, we'll start seeing stuff and see where it goes from there. But that is nine, big news. Nine for November 2020. Is that your prediction now? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll remember because that. Because that adds up. <laughs> 9 and 11 add up to 20 and the last time Skyrim came out it was 11, 11, 11 and I think they like playing with the dates <laughs> wow is Skyrim that old now Skyrim is that's the original release date for wow. me so I'm just going all the way on my calendar now mm. just to see Interesting. If, if it's a Tuesday I'm going to be well excited about <laughs> <laughs> uh, 9th is a Monday Oh, it still works though they've done that before Monday release um after Bethesda, we saw Devolver Digital, um, yet another year of fun satire, um, basically just poking fun at stuff that's happened within the game industry and taking the piss yeah. with their fake studio audience, which is delightful. Um, entertaining show, but they did showcase a couple of games, one of which I thought looked pretty fun, and that is My Friend Pedro, which was 
just jumping around, somersaulting, shooting the shit out of things in slow-mo. It had a very <laughs> Deadpool vibe to it, to me, like somersaults and slow-motion pistols and shit like that. And I don't know why, but in my head when I was looking at it, the way that the, his arms moved to aim at people made me think it was possibly going to be one of those games where like, your right analog stick is where his right arm's aiming and your left analog yeah. stick is where his left arm's aiming. And it looked like it was one of those where you'd press a button to like kind of perform the somersault to get into the right place and you had to aim your sticks in different ways to shoot two things at the same yeah. time and maybe your left triggers to fire left and you you know that it, it looked like it had that kind of vibe around it but it was purely on screen gameplay so I'll, I don't know at the minute but it looked like it could have been that but that was probably the highlight of that for me other than the fun satire poking fun at loot crates and um they, they, I think they did this last year, but they poke fun of the fact that people are sat on stage pretending to be playing games when actually it's just a pre-recorded <laughs> thing of stuff happening. But they've got someone sat there with a controller, like pretending that they're playing it. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, if if you're into that kind of humor, then definitely go check out Devolver Digital's full set because not everybody watches it during the show because it's. It's not a known one, but last year and then this year have both been pretty funny for their shows. Uh, we had Square Enix after that. Um, there wasn't a huge amount really there. I was pretty disappointed, but then again, what do you expect? It's, it is Square Enix. Um, they showed off some more Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which we'd already TV. talked about. Um, they showed something that I think they were trying to say that there's going to be Monster Hunter content in Final Fantasy Online. I think that's what they were getting at. But other than that, that is pretty much it for Square Enix. Oh, wait, no. We saw more um, Kingdom Heart again. Yeah. Which just showed... I'm trying to remember what they showed that was different to the Xbox one. Um, it was... I can't remember what it was. There was something else related to Kingdom Heart, but I can't remember what they showed. But they did show some more of it which annoyed me because I'd already seen what they'd show. It's like the same trailer over and over <laughs> again, which is just annoying. Um, we then got to Ubisoft. Ubisoft, as they call themselves, which is pronounced wrong. is Ubisoft, Ubisoft, not Ubisoft. Uh, <laughs> we saw some Beyond Good and Evil 2, which we were expecting to see. Looks, looks shit hot. Um I thought you were going to finish it shit, though. No, I, I added an extra <laughs> word on for you. Look shit up. Um, I was never that into the original one. I've, I never really played it, but it's the new one is inspiring me to go pick the old one up just to yeah. get a feel for the sort of the universe it's set in and, and what have you. Um yeah, looks looks to be coming along as a good game. Um, they showed off a new Trials game called Trials Rising coming in February and to Switch as well. Um, that should be interesting. I don't think I'll tackle it on Switch because they might want me to spin my console around. I doubt that. <laughs> I don't. I think it'll be control based. But the thing that I liked about it was that it looked like you'd got a lot of people racing each other at once. And from memory, Trials games has always been a solo thing, hasn't it? And you could compete against yeah, people's yeah. ghosts, but that's it. But this looked like there was proper multiplayer races, which looked really interesting. So I was actually quite sort of interested mm. by that. Uh, they showed off a 
fair bit of Division 2, um, confirming it's set in Washington, D.C. Um, there will now be eight-player squad raids, which is new, um, bigger raids, effectively. Um, and they confirmed that they will be doing three major updates that they've already got planned for the first year. And they're all included as part of the standard game, so no nice. DLC pack or anything good. for that. They revealed it the exact um, same way as they did with the first one as well, didn't they? With uh, the gameplay styles and stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. The, to be fair, yeah, the, the gameplay looks very similar. It looks like they've maybe made the enemies not quite as spongy yeah. as they used to be, but it's still got that RPG vibe of, you know, it's going to take a, a more than a, just a standard shooter yeah. to take the stuff down. Um, and they've confirmed that it's a March release. I think it was the 15th of March next year. But that sort of ties in with the fact that that'll be two years yeah, since the first one came March out, wasn't it? So it's it's a good time between... <clears throat> Mad March. It was definitely March time. I know that for a fact. Mm. Um, ironic that it's set in <laughs> November in the first one. Mm. Uh, this one's... I just can't remember if I said a minute ago, but this one's set seven months after... Yeah, the first one. Um, after the first one. Um, and Christmas time, weren't it? It's Thanksgiving. It was Black Friday. That's the yeah. thing that set. That's that's yeah. it. Yeah, Black so Friday. So this one set seven months after, and it's in Washington so D.C. So trying to regain control of the capital. Um, so should be yeah. interesting. Um, we saw a lot more gameplay in a new trailer for Skull and Bones with a 2019 release. Um, that I've seen mixed things about it, but for me, it's. Um, it's probably going to be a purchase just because it's like got strategic ship battles and I look, I like the look of it. it. There was the fact that there's big, like these huge uh, frigate style ships that you just can't take down on your own. Um, it's so you kind of bring in your friends and you have different ships between you. So like one's maybe better at broadsiding, one's maybe quicker and more nimble and it's about using the strategy of working together. But the thing that I really like the look of, weirdly, is the fact that when you've all worked together as a group to to take this frigate down, you're still all hostile to each other. So you can still take each other out. So if these are random people you've worked with, you can take them out and claim that entire frigate's loot for yourself if you've got it in you. But the question is, I guess, do you run that risk of losing everything because you get taken out or do you just split it and keep it fair it's so there's there's a definite element of uh, of strategy to it and and obviously pvp and stuff like that so um it's basically the fun part of black flag taken out and turned into a multiplayer game which is why it appeals to me and because it's pirates and as we all know i like pirates that you do. Armatey. I was I was waiting for one of you to make a pun like that. That's why I paused. Um, For Honor is due to get an update, which brings new fighters and a new game mode called Siege, which is like a um, a fortress, like castle assault kind of thing. Um, that's all coming October. Uh, and then we saw Assassin's Creed Odyssey, um, which basically the the headlines are you can choose to be male or female in this game and play as I think it's Alexandros or Cassandra are the two names. Um, 
it looks very much in keeping with the Origins style that they they went for with Origins with the RPG sort of wandering around doing quests and missions and that kind of stuff. Um, but it did have a little hint at what could be story altering consequences to your actions. There was like a little short scenes of conversations um, where it was talking about like you could have maybe let somebody go and you chose to kill them or um, like so you're saying you valued that guard's life over the prisoners because you killed the guard to free the prisoner and like it's the like the psychological thing of or, or the philosophical thing however you want to put it of why why should that guard die when he's just doing his job because you're free fair enough the person should have been in prison but could you have not freed them without killing someone so i think there's potential of consequences there but nothing really like solidly confirmed or anything like that um i have seen somebody mention the fact that apparently you can like flirt with and, and sort of almost date people in the game um and much like games like fable and stuff it has no qualms whatever sexuality you choose to be whether you're the man or the woman character um and it's coming out a lot sooner than we thought it's due for release in october which we were all fairly adamant it wouldn't be weren't we when no, we were yeah, talking we were about saying it. it could even be early next year which is unusual yeah we thought it'd be early next year but yeah we the, the thing is i think the thing that's that's decided that it can come as early as october is the fact that that entire framework of game is built because it was in origins yeah, and that that was the conclusion we came to last week, wasn't it? That if they are building it off the back of the same thing, then that's probably why, um, probably why it's going to come quicker. Come yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. and it doesn't look like they've scrimped on anything, but I'd just be alarmed if it's a little too similar to Origins. I like the way that Origins works, but it's a very similar era. Because obviously you've got the the Greek Egyptian crossover in Origins, so uh, I just hope it doesn't feel too much like you just playing Origins again. But we'll see. Fingers crossed, it won't be that. The trailer itself for that didn't look assassinate. No, I thought that, and they were talking about the special weapon, which is the broken spear. Yeah, they were talking about the broken spear. So it'd be, I'd be interested to see where it does go storyline wise for definite, based Mm. off that. Uh, That's a good point. It seems like there's a long way to go because it doesn't seem Creed. Not yet, it it doesn't. More before the Creed, possibly. Maybe same time as Origins. uh, Possibly, but I don't know. I can't no remember exactly how the timelines work historically, if I'm completely honest with you. No, but, neither do I. Not, not with them. Yeah, things. we will see. Because um, like you say, it could be the same timeline, but set in Greece itself rather than in Egypt. Yeah. Uh, but I, like I say, I don't know how the timelines work historically. But as we see more about the game, I guess we can work that shit out. Um, it's out of animus stuff that bothers me yeah whether or not they do it and if yeah. they dedicate enough time to we'll it we'll see it might not even be animus related if it is if it's it, not it's yeah. directly creed related but again time will tell um there were a few things in the pc show that i wanted to mention um mainly we saw some more of just cause 4 which looks 
as chaotic as most of the just causes before it. Um, but definitely <laughs> worth looking at if you're into the just cause games. Um, Overkill's The Walking Dead got a release date good. of November 6th in America and November 8th for the rest of the world. Um, it does look good, as James says. It's more of like a first-person shooter kind of Walking Dead experience um, set in the Walking Dead universe. Um, we don't even know if it's actually coming to consoles or if it's staying just on PC. Does, but be really good on a console. I would hope it will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd definitely check it out. If you're into stuff like The Walking Dead, it's definitely worth having a look at that Great game. Wearing a Walking Dead t shirt. There you go then. So you, maybe you should check out the trailer if you haven't seen it already. Um, they also showed off some details of um, Telltale's final Walking Dead game good. and gave it a date of August 14th. Yeah. And yep, that looks good. Um, they had. Clementine up on stage. Technically, it was actually the woman that voices yeah. Clementine. Obviously, not the <laughs> not the video game character. But yeah, that that looks really good. Um, what what interests me about it as well is the way that it looks like there's a little bit more of a free roaming element in terms of your movement, whereas you before trapping. you're quite rigidly yeah. in an area and you can sort of you can only move side to side between a couple of small areas, whereas this looks like is a sort of an all over the shoulder slightly more free roaming camera so it'd be nice to see how that plays i, um, I quite liked how they had that, it like with said, the, um like you do your little puzzle in your little area you'd you'd do all that bit and then you'd you'd play out the cutscene. you gotta do a little bits and bobs within the cutscene. i think it'll still work on that because it's a telltale yeah, game yeah. i just think there'll be a little bit more freedom of movement when you're exploring an area from the looks of things um, and potentially a slightly better camera angle if it's that over-the-shoulder kind of yeah. angle. Um, so, But it, like I said, it would definitely be interesting to see how that one plays out to wrap up the story. Um, and they showed off a little bit of Hitman 2 during the PC gaming show as well and gave us a little bit more detail on that after the teasers that we saw last week. Um, and again, if you like the, the episodic game first time round, then you will probably enjoy this one. Um, so many outfits. So many outfits that you can hide as. Um, it's time to go back to another major console, guys. Major? Really? For the players. Oh. Or not, as it may be. For the money. <laughs> yeah, for the money. Um, <laughs> I am not impressed by this show at all. I was I'm not. seriously pissed off by this. And I'm I'm very upset that not there isn't more people giving it shit. Um and the reason that I'm not impressed by this is that I purposely stayed up till 2am to watch this show <laughs> to be greeted by uh, five minutes of bullshit talk <laughs> in a tent, followed by five <laughs> minutes of banjo shit in a tent to an extremely amazing looking gameplay show off of The Last of Us 2 to then have 20... Well, it wasn't in a tent, was it? Because it was on the screen. <laughs> but then oh. to be followed by around 20 to 25 minutes of some people sat around a desk outside talking absolute bollocks. <laughs> and it was like... You know how you have like your IGNs and everyone like that who have like a team of people round a, a desk that talk about what they think is going to come up and what they expect us to come up and what they think the surprise will be. They're 
they go to the actual conference and you see the actual conference and then it goes back to those people afterwards and they talk about what they've seen, like what we're doing now. Yeah. It was it was like they'd cut to that. It was like The Last of Us 2 is all we're showing you and we're just cutting to this. And they even said during that moment, um, I believe it was something like, oh, what was it? We've not really got anything flashy, so um, don't expect that of us this year. Like basically saying, we've got fuck all. <laughs> that is basic, and like they then sat there for twenty minutes, and I think they maybe mentioned Destiny very briefly, and the fact that COD Black Ops Three is getting some remastered old school maps from other Black Ops games. In fairness, they're good maps, the ones with remastering, but you can get these maps in Black Ops Three if you pre-order Black Ops Four on PS4 only. And like, is that all you're going to talk about for twenty fucking minutes? And it felt like that's what they were doing. And then they went back to another musical guy playing a fucking pan flute made of bamboo to then show off some other thing. I forgot what it's fucking called now. Um, Ghost of... What's he called? I forgot his fucking name. See, look, that's how little I care about it. (laughs) Let's just call him Casper. (laughs) He's a friendly ghost. Ghost of Tishumi. I I can't say it. Sushumime, I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> anyway, that. And then they persisted to show that for about 10 minutes of gameplay, just like, but I, I couldn't, like, I don't know. It was just like, it was more cutscene and walking than it was gameplay. And ugh, it just it annoyed the shit out of me. Like, I get that they're showing off exclusive games, but most of them we already knew about. Yep. The only one, the only one in my opinion that was anything interesting was The Last of Us Two. Yeah, um, Death Stranding, a game that I was really looking forward to after last E3, looks like it's a fucking walking simulator. <laughs> All they showed, they showed a trailer for Death Stranding, and it was like I can't remember how long it was. That was another one that was like nearly ten minutes, and the first fucking I don't know five minutes of that 10 minute trailer it felt like again was just daryl from walking dead walking and i made the joke at the time of so death stranding is basically daryl from walking dead walking till he's dead is that what (laughs) is that what it is is that what this game is and then it finally evolved a bit and they started showing something else but i was just so pissed off watching daryl from walking dead just walking and carrying shit and until he's dead until he's dead. And do you know what? If they'd have fucked the first, like, four minutes of that trailer off and shown the last four minutes and cut that other one down and not had the shit in the middle, then that show would have been about 25, maybe 30 minutes tops. If they'd have shown The Last of Us 2, a shortened version of that that just wasn't Daryl walking for ages and a shortened version of The Ghost of Shishima or whatever it's fucking called, then... That coupled with Spider Man at the end would have probably been thirty minutes, and that's why it was so drawn out and fucking like twenty minutes talking shit about COD and other stuff while they move people from a tent to a, a proper theatre because they wanted to do a gimmicky intro to The Last of yeah. Us. Like, how is that not annoyed people? 
like people, uh, us included, were pissed off with Xbox last year because they were gimmicking, like getting this fucking Porsche out to show off Forza Horizon Four, talking absolute bollocks. Piano came out. Yeah, as well. that guy with the fucking esports style commentary to try and announce PUBG or whatever it was. It was just like yeah. it was fucking infuriating, and it made Xbox look like fucking chumps last year. So why have PlayStation gone from what they did last year, which was little intro, game, game, game? talk about a couple of them games in detail, game, game, game. The thing that Xbox and Microsoft have done this year and other shows have done this year, why PlayStation feel the need to do all this fucking bullshit? And I think it's because they've got fuck all except what's on offer yeah. in that show, which is like five games. That everyone already knew and, about. And the oh, oh, actually, no, sorry, I lied. There was something else in amongst there that was actually interesting and exciting. Resident Evil 2 remake. Yeah. For for the start of 2019. So there was that. Um, How long until that's on Xbox <laughs> as well, then? <laughs> yeah. Um, they, showed, they showed off Kingdom Hearts again for like the third or fourth time this weekend. That annoyed the shit out of me. You're really itching to buy that game now, aren't you? It just fucking infuriates <laughs> me. That I, one, I saw Kingdom Hearts so much, and two, that after three other shows had already shown it, I think, PlayStation felt the need to show it at the end of the week as well. Like, ugh. It just really annoyed me as a conference. Like, it could have been so much shorter, but the, one of the real telltale things for me with that conference is the only cross-platform, like, multi-release games that they showed or talked about were COD's back-in-black thing for these maps, the little bit of Destiny that they talked about, um, and all they were really doing is talking about the Forsaken expansion, you know, the next bit for Destiny 2, and yeah. then the Kingdom Hearts trailer again. So they're the only games that were cross-platform or, or are going to be released on multiple platforms, however you want to put it. The rest of it, yeah. the minimal stuff that they showed was in-house stuff, which is fine. It's good that they've got a lot of in-house stuff, but it shows how little the developers that aren't their own developers, I think, yeah. think of them. Because why are they all going to Microsoft to, to show stuff on the X? Why are all these games that used to be staple holds and, and like Sony remits suddenly going across multiple platforms? Like Crash is even coming to Switch. And I think, I remember rightly, Spyro launches on Switch when it launches, same as it yep. launches on Xbox. So I don't know. They just yeah it does yeah the, yeah the one thing the one thing that Sony had going for them this generation was the immense collection of exclusives and if The Last of Us Part Two and um, Death Stranding are gonna be like all they've got left then they're gonna start struggling and Xbox is gonna potentially start getting a foothold and there's even more to come in a minute when we talk about Nintendo because. Spider-Man looked good. I keep forgetting about Spider-Man. But do you know the reason I keep forgetting about Spider-Man is because during the actual proper conference, they showed something that looked like a direct reskin of yeah. Arkham Asylum's <laughs> intro where Spider-Man is fighting off some prisoners in prison because they're breaking out of prison and then the inmates that are like high-profile Spider-Man enemies attack him, which is awfully similar to when you start Arkham Asylum and Batman is attacked by the prisoners and then all the other high-profile people breaking out, including the Joker. 
and all I've, I've seen other people make this comment as well. Like, so it's not just me that thinks this is like, oh wait, yeah, we've got Spider Man Arkham. <laughs> oh wait a minute, and and for a game that's supposed to be this big open world, explore and do anything, why on earth in the main conference they're showing this tiny little fight sequence that was like nothing, and then after the conference, so the conference was about an hour and fifteen minutes. So uh, what was 3.17 a.m., I remember the time, here in the UK, they then went on to something else and then got to Spider-Man actual gameplay, open-world stuff. Why wasn't that in the fucking main conference? I know it was tagged on the end, so a lot of people will have stayed on, but it's not actually officially part of the conference. So if you watch the conference, it ends, and then that's it, and there's nothing really that you've seen of Spider-Man. And it just it's really fucking pissed me off, if you can't tell. (laughs) that a company that is supposed to be... Like, this is what I pissed me off about Microsoft last year, but it, this one's worse, in my opinion, and I can't understand how people are not more annoyed by how shit that PlayStation thing was. Mm. And I think it's just because people are still really hyped for the handful of games that they did show off, which is The Last of Us, Destiny, eh, The Last of Us, yeah. Death Stranding, and Spider-Man, and stuff like that. But I don't know. I don't know what your two thoughts are, but I'll maybe stop (laughs) ranting for a minute while I calm down. (laughs) I'm not interested in Sony at all at the moment whatsoever. Spider-Man will keep me on, but there's nothing on that list that makes me want a PlayStation again. Whereas a year or so ago, there was. Yeah, I can understand that. not having one now is not going to affect me. I'm not going to miss any of them things, unfortunately. It's, I think it, you'll I think you'll miss The Last of Us, if I'm I'll, honest. Yeah. I'll, That's I'll the biggest miss, one on that list. I'll miss The Last of Us, but Death Stranding after I saw that, I'm like, that looked really good last year. No, I'm not bothered. And I, won't, I don't <laughs> think I will be bothered after that. It's Even, just Daryl uh, from Walking Dead walking <clears throat> till he's dead. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And lis- listener and friend Nat nearly ruined that joke for me. Why? Because she was one of the few people that stayed up like me to watch it live, and I was talking to her during the show, and I made the joke while we were talking, and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to save that <laughs> as like a line for the podcast this week because it can be my thing to say, can be my comment." And then because she found it funny, she posted it on Facebook yesterday and tagged me in it, and I was like, "Oh, you're still my joke for the podcast," and she was like, "Oh shit, I'll delete it," and deleted <laughs> it from Facebook. I was like, "You didn't need to delete it. I'd have just commented on the fact that." That King thing's now big enough that our content's leaking on the <laughs> content, <laughs> leak. <laughs> content leak. So, but yeah, it was. She nearly ruined it for me. I'm glad you two hadn't seen that comment. Obviously no, not. You enjoyed the joke live and in person. Um, but I, if have you two got anything to add about? Sony after my rant, or do you just agree with me, or do you disagree with me? You're, happy, you're welcome to disagree with me. You know, I, I've sort of put my point forward. I'm not bothered. They don't, they don't bother me at all. Their games are leaking out onto other consoles, and it'll probably continue to do that unless they pull the finger out and do. Something they need to do crossplay. All these other things are all linked in with each other, and well, don't like don't I, start that. Don't start that. Like yet. I said earlier, though, <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> it's 
it's getting to a point where they'll probably say, no, we don't want to do it with you. You've waited too long. Mm. You've missed out. They're going to... I wouldn't... I wouldn't miss them at all if but, they were kept out of it. Do you not think this is why developers are going and showcasing stuff on Xbox and why companies yeah. like EA are probably more happy to work with Xbox because Xbox are so much more open? It it genuinely makes me think that Sony have got something wrong that they, that is stopping them doing it because we already know that you can't change your PSN name because of extremely shit programming from when PSN first became a thing because they use we've talked about it before but they use the PSN name in the code which is like a fucking basic 101 no-no for stuff like that I can tell you that as a programmer people working on a fucking PSN network should know that shit and that is one of the key reasons that you can't change your PSN name is what everyone is told and well, it's information that leaked, but that is definitely an argument for another time. It annoys me because I'm the one that sits here and plays both consoles. Like you two, uh, I, I hate people to think <laughs> that we're biased as well, and that that rant is based on the fact that we primarily play Xbox. But tonight, since I got home from work, waiting for you two to record this, I've been sat playing on my PS4. In the last three weeks, my PS4 has been on a hell of a lot more than my play uh, my Xbox because I've been playing yeah. things like God of War. So it's not like I'm biased. It's just that I happen to buy my titles that are available on multiple platforms on my Xbox because yeah. that's where majority of my friends are. But I, if if that wasn't the case, I would play both equally, in my opinion. Yeah. But, yeah. So this is me being annoyed as a PlayStation person, not annoyed trying to slag them off from an Xbox point of view is what I'd also like to point out. And that's what annoys me about it is that like last year as xbox people we were pissed off and then this year as a playstation person i'm pissed off and people tend to attribute it and say oh well you must be a fanboy to the other console we're not a fanboy to the other console it's that we're pissed off that one of the consoles that we use and enjoy Mm. is getting a fucking shit showing and it it makes it look shit because to the xbox fanboys sony is completely fucked up same as last year to the Sony fanboys, Microsoft fucked up. Sony's now pony. Yeah. What? Anyway, I need to move on before I keep fucking getting stuck in a circle about how shit that <laughs> conference was. So, last major console, guys. Have <laughs> 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 I mean, you noticed that the Xbox One's like got a decent consistency to it, but the other two are just like short noises. <laughs> yeah. It's harder to make them out, but oh well. It's, it- the Xbox probably takes the longest to load up. Oh, sorry, that is true. It does take a long time. <laughs> but the thing, that, the thing that annoyed me about this is when they play it between every single game, it starts getting annoying. <laughs> You'll notice that. You know what's fun, though? What's fun is when you slide one of them controllers back onto the console, it makes that noise, and that's kind of satisfying. Uh, well, that's why... It's not that loud, but it's it's, it's a... Fun, fun little thing. It just it sounds like if you if I press it enough, it'll sound like two people playing ping pong. Yeah. I can't click it fast enough because of the way the soundboard works. I'll do the return <laughs> shot. All right. I'm gonna jump in and grab the ball now. There we go. No, I grabbed God, it. Damn it. That would have been a point now as well. <laughs> <laughs> 
Have you just pushed the wrong button? No, I did it on purpose to make it sound like oh, it doesn't matter. It was a joke. I got it, Thomas. I appreciate it. I see. I see. Right, let's talk about Nintendo. Um, to be honest, out of a 45-minute conference, 30 minutes of it, like two whole thirds was all about Super Smash Bros. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, the other key things I think I'd say that we saw were we saw a little bit more of Pokemon Let's Go both versions um they confirmed the pokeball uh, plus which is the controller i can't remember if we talked about that last week or not but it's the controller that is one of your joy cons shaped like a pokeball yeah i think we um, what i don't think we mentioned which i can't remember if it was knowledge until this conference or not but if you buy the pokeball plus controller it comes with mew for mew. your game and I don't know if that's the only way to get Mew, but at least it's a I definite way. Go, so. It's whether you can transfer that, though, because they, they showed off the fact that you it's can transfer park. characters in. Um, into your Let's Go Park rather right. than into your Let's Go... You've obviously looked at this thing. a little more than me because it's... <laughs> a little bit more. It's because, more appealing to Exactly, me. It's, it's more it's relevant Kanto to you. Again. Yeah, but it's also but, Kanto again, so it would want you to play it. Yeah. Oh no, I I would put like to be honest, this and Smash Brothers are the things that might finally get me to make that commitment, I think. Odyssey yeah. Odyssey nearly did it, as did Breath of the Wild, to be fair. But we're now at a point where there's like gonna be four or five games that I will seriously enjoy and <clears throat> I will quite possibly end up picking up a Switch sooner rather than later. Because Pokemon Go sorry, Pokemon Let's Go is November 16th and then Super Smash Brothers when we get to that is December 7th so by the end of the year there'll be four maybe five games that I'm seriously interested in playing on that console so I will quite likely end up with one by the end of the year I would have thought um, so yeah that was Pokemon Let's Go um, oh Super Mario Party that was another one that comes out October 5th that looks really fun so that is like um, what was it called Wii Party or something We Play it was Wii Play on the games. Wii wasn't it yeah. lots of lots of mini games obviously Mario themed the thing that I really liked that it showed is if you've got two switches and put them next to each other you can actually have a bigger play area for some of the games. I don't know if you noticed that during the trailer, but they put two switches side by side, and then the four yeah. people play with the four Joy Cons. But the two switches like kind of communicate with each other and know where they are yeah. in relation to each other, and it makes like a bigger play area, which is that I think like, really yeah. cool. I don't know if any other games on the Switch do that, but that's the first time I've really seen them showcase that. I know you've been able to play like sure Mario Kart with games. somebody that. He's also on a switch yeah, nearby got, and link got, up. You've got like three options for him. You've got your local player, which is same screen, your local wireless, which is just to each other, yeah. and then online. But so you could have four switches. But four you've not I, I, you've not had anything that I've seen, which is like two switches laid side by side on a table next to each not other. That I've seen. They're like no. almost like they're connected. It's it lo- it looks really cool anyway. It looks like a it is definitely one of those things that you'd kind of pull out when you've got people over or like if you took it out somewhere like I don't know, like small sort of picnic type train. events or whatever that you'd take that kind of thing yeah. to or whatever. Yeah, like a few friends on a train going somewhere together, you'd sit and play stuff like that. It's it's definitely a group thing, but it, it is really cool looking. Um 
They also announced Fortnite for the Switch, uh, and it's already out, so you can go play it right now, providing you don't already have a <laughs> PS4 account. Um, and here's another reason Sony have fucked off. At least this one, they've finally got some fucking shit for off the rest of the world. But basically, if you have a Sony PlayStation 4 account linked on your Epic Games account, you cannot transfer that progress to the Switch. So by all accounts, you can do it across all of the platforms. So if you've made some progress on Xbox or PC, you can sign into the same Epic Games account on Switch and it will work. Um, However, the Sony one basically comes up with a a warning, an error, saying that (laughs) it's not allowed. Hashtag blame Sony. Um, Well done. Well, it's... Japanese, aren't they? They're fighting Sony for it, and they got there it's, first. Yeah, but it's it's not even that. It's Sony <laughs> just being dicks, I think. And this is why I genuinely think that, like, they they're really starting to hurt themselves because stuff like this is really starting to piss people off. And the reaction that I've seen to this is it's almost like remember the loot box thing, right? That had been going on for fucking ages, but then sort of the Star Wars Battlefront thing was the straw that broke the camel's back and EA got fucking hammered for it. But it had been going on not only in other EA games, but other games across all sorts of developers and publishers for a long time. But that was the thing that broke it. And I've got a feeling that this might be a tipping point for Sony when it comes to um, crossplay because people are really fucking pissed off because they wanted the freedom of being able to play on the PlayStation when they're at home and that's the setup that they like but to be able to take a game like this away with them to go play like on the train while they're traveling or while they're commuting or whatever the reason might be and if you're a PlayStation person you can't do that and it just fucking I don't know it it, this is where the joke of for the players (laughs) no for the money fucking comes from because it's what about any of this is for the players? <laughs> Not, well. Sorry, I had to press the button. <laughs> but what about it is for the players? It. Like it's fucking shit. It is absolute bollocks, in my opinion. And I'd be I don't think at this time of recording, um PlayStation have even said anything, Sony have even said anything about it yet. They're shying away because they know they're doing something wrong and they've not got anything else to do. They can't say, well, yeah, in a few months we'll be on Fortnite or we'll be letting everything else on because every time it's happened before, they've shut it down straight away and complained. They're not just going to switch it on at random because they need to because they're losing money. They're going to start losing the the money weird... and then realise what a mistake they've made. The weird thing is... Do you remember um, the fact that there was that incident a fair few months ago now where Xbox and PS4 players were playing against each other? Or at least it appeared that way. And the the reason that it appeared that way is because PlayStation players notice people with spaces in their names, which you can't do on PSN. And when you went and looked up the names that people were saying, I've just seen this name in a Fortnite game, they were Xbox accounts. Like, you could go look up the game attack and it was an Xbox account. So, if it's possible, why the yeah. fuck... Like, to me, this is them stopping something. But they've not yeah, they've not said anything, as far as I'm aware, 
Um, but yeah, like Xbox embrace it, and they have been embracing it for a while. Um, but Sony just seems to be very against it. So if if Nintendo are jumping on, considering they are the family console and, and the group event console, they really need to think about do we want to do it or not, and they need to answer it by at least this time next year, or they're probably out. Uh, There'll be no reason for people to keep going to them. Well, this is it. Like it will end up becoming an exclusives console if they're not careful. And albeit they've got good exclusives, yeah. people will be happy to go without them. Like, yeah, they, I'm I'm happy to go without them. They they really will cause themselves some issues. I'm like I say, I'm quite surprised that we've not seen anything from them on it. But um, it is it's nope. pretty bad. You know what's really good about this? If I still owned a PS4 now, I wouldn't be able to play Fortnite with Sammy while she sat on Xbox or other way around. But I can go pick up Switch and do that now. Yeah. After, after a weekend of them saying, "Yep, we're gonna do it." There you go. It's on. Yeah. Because that's how quick it probably. Yeah, they've probably made like loads of fucking decisions before saying that. But as soon as they've said they're doing it, it's on. And Epic, obviously showed that off in the fact that they turned it on straight away without PlayStation even knowing about it. So it's not... I. It's got to get to a point where they say, Sony, you're either letting us do it or not. You're just not having the game Yeah, but the, th- the thing and is... Go- goodbye to your the, money. You're not getting any They've got us. form on this because we've had it with Minecraft and we've had it with Rocket League. So they've got form yeah. on not letting people on board. Um... It's like you buy one of our consoles or fuck off. And it's yeah. a very fucking shit mentality to have. Um, it is. Like Nintendo and Epic both haven't said anything about it or are refusing to comment. But to be fair, I can't blame them because it's not their fault. It's Sony that's the issue here. It's Sony that needs to, need to comment on it. Um like and they're just refusing to. They're not saying anything about it. But it's it's just a shit scenario. To, it's shit to think that in this era of games we have an issue like this going on, and yeah. especially considering that in the last twenty four hours since they announced it, a bit more than twenty four hours now, Fortnite's apparently been installed on two million switches already. Yeah, wow. oh, that, that's pretty <laughs> and bad. the. Th- that's that's people wanting to play it in bed. Well, like, yeah, but it just like, fuck it. I'm but not this even is it. Leaving this bed now. Like, play it in bed. Play it on the go. Whatever. Like that. That's the advantage yeah. of playing on the Switch, which is why it's nice to have it. But like, you're not you're not going to play that game on the Switch all the time, and you want that transferable progress because when you're at home, nine times yeah. out of ten, you're probably going to be wanting to sit at your main console. Because I don't see as much as it might be a like a a bit disrespectful to it. I don't see the Switch as a main console. It would never be it would never it's be not. the only console I own. I own. It would be fun for sitting on the sofa and playing something quite casually compared to how I normally play games or taking on the move with me to entertain me on, on the go. It's it's something to sit on when kids are watching T V or playing yeah. on something themselves. 
if you're in bed and you just can't be asked to do anything important, if you are <laughs> anything out and about, important <laughs> in bed, <laughs> like sleep. No, as in, as in, like you've got day off work and you can't be asked to do all out of bed. I'm gonna stay in bed and play on my game. Power you wank. You can just sit there and <laughs> power wank over Zelda. Wait, no, James, do, could, do the first could... bit of that again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm going to move away from this because he's going to end up turning into another rant and we're already quite long on time and I've still got to edit this so he can go out (laughs) Um, so Super Smash Brothers was the rest of the conference 30 minutes and there was a lot of like characters being shown off new abilities being shown off new terms of gameplay um, new arenas and I forgot what they call them in that they're not arenas are they on that stages, the stages in Super Smash Brothers, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. The really cool bit of news for it is every single character that's ever been in a Smash Brothers game will be available nice. in Smash Brothers Ultimate. Everything, um, and even people that, that made like fucking Kirby. It does mean Kirby, but it also means cool people like that have only appeared in like one-off single game only appearances, like. Uh, Solid Snake and Bayonetta and people like that will yeah, be back. Yeah. Also means you get multiple versions of some characters. I think there's like three different versions of Link. So there's a traditional Link. There's the um, sort of child era Link, as in when he's and when he's a small kid. And then there's Twilight Prince. There's the cartoon. Is that cartoon Link? Uh, cartoon cartoon links wind wake there's cartoon link there's child link and then there's the more adult proper looking link same as yeah. the proper and looking zelda whether or not they do a newer version for breath of the wild i don't know what what they've said is basically don't expect any new characters because our focus has been making sure we can get every other character in because that was the big request yeah. is to get have everything in there that's always been available. So that is what they focused on and in making special abilities better and the stages oh, better. How many characters did that just say? I can't remember how many it is, but it's a lot. Um, that's a lot. It is a lot. Um, eight player fights are back as well. So the fucking huge chaos Jesus. is back. Um, and they're adding Ridley from Metroid. Because he's been like requested for years, I think. So he's also been added. Um, he's one of the only new ones. Oh, Joshua, you might be able to answer this. What's the it's something to do with like ink splatter and pain? It's a person that's got like a squid for hair and turns into a squid. What is that person <laughs> squidward. called? <laughs> Not a squidward. Inkella or something? What? I don't know. From what? A Nintendo game of some description, obviously. I have no idea what you're on about at all. I'm going to have to check what the name is now. Hang on. Um, Inkling. New characters seem thin on the ground. There's Inkling, girl, and boy. Um, And that's it, really. (laughs) I don't know who Inkling is, but... They have weird paint abilities, and yeah, <laughs> and they turn into squids. That's that's all I can tell you about them. Oh, it's from Splatoon or something. Oh, the new game, right, on Switch. Right, so you do know what I'm talking about, then. 
I've only googled it. I know what it's from now that I've seen the picture of it. I've not got the game, so I don't know. But you know what I'm talking about now. I know what I know what you're talking right. about. Yeah, it's from Splatoon. Right, <laughs> thank the you. Game on the Switch. Thanks. So that's one thing. So those are in it as well, and then yeah, um, Ridley, um, and they also announced to go with it a GameCube controller. Nice. So. It's... I own a GameCube controller. How do I put that on my Switch? Probably can't. This is a GameCube style <laughs> controller for your Switch. Um, and it would be nice. And James would like to point out that the 2042 takeover is. is apparently confirmed, confirmed, but it's it. not. It's not. They didn't. It's not James. Their stock has gone down <laughs> quite a bit since end of E3, so yeah. they're losing money by now. So no, the arm is going down. Seems seems that we're. Seems how we're in for the long haul now with the length of the episode at, at what it is. I was, well, we might as well just do these. <laughs> so we just asked what people's opinions were, like highlights and lowlights of the the whole weekend of E3. Um, so I'll go through them fairly quickly, just because of how much time we've ranted about other things. But um, Whitey, who's a newcomer to our Discord, um, so welcome aboard, Whitey, says, uh, kind of disappointed in Sony. Yes, they've shown some quality games, but it's games we knew were coming. I was expecting something different, like what they did with Horizon Zero Dawn or even another look at Spyro Remastered. The problem is that they've lost Spyro Remasters as an exclusive, so that's probably why they didn't show it off. Uh, I am surprised that nobody showed that, though. No, no. We didn't see that from anyone, did we? Yeah. It's, I suppose it's yeah. on the cusp, though, isn't it? We're about to get it. It's, it's later no, this yeah. month that it comes out, isn't it? So I guess it's maybe... Is it this month, or is that the Crash um, Remasters? I think it's the Crash ones at this month. I don't think... Crash oh, no, the, cra- the Crash July. Remasters come to Xbox this month, don't they? Maybe it's September for Spyro, but... Yeah, I can understand it that. Is September for Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was. That's right. Um, I think we'll see more of that naturally anyway as it gets near a release. So I, I can kind of see why Conference didn't use it. But they could have at least fucking filled that shit time while they were sorting out The Last of Us and talking bollocks with a little Spyro <laughs> footage. Could Easily. they not? Yeah. Wankers. Uh, Smith88 says, I was really hoping for a Skate 4 announcement, maybe next year. Um, but may have to pick up an Xbox just to play Session. Been a long time since there's been a decent skateboarding game. Yeah, yeah, that is true. It's definitely one I'll keep my eye on. Whether I'll get it or not is a different matter, but I will be certainly keeping my eye on it and seeing how it progresses. Um, be nice to have a skateboarding game again, though, just to like fuck around on from time to time. Yeah, I used to love the tunnel. Um, Exactly, or even just like booting it up and playing a game of horse or something yeah, against each other. That were good, that. But you used to be able to pick your own words so you could like fucking spell out whatever you want. <laughs> it was always fun. Dickhead, you are a dickhead. <laughs> Those games lasted forever as well because of how many letters yeah. it was. <laughs> um, Nat said, my dick's still hard from the Devil May Cry 5 <laughs> reveal. Um, Sony's conference was a bore fest in my opinion. Yes, it was. Don't get me started again. You dealt with you dealt with my reaction during the night. So yeah, um, and Tender Will Narwolf Will Hodkin just, just will, just will. Yeah, um, just will. He says still spec. No, not spectacle. He's still skeptical. You can tell it's getting <laughs> late, and we've been here a long time. Still skeptical about Fallout 76. Um, I know they say you can play it solo, but I can't imagine it being half of the experience. Starfield really interests me, even if it's just a Bethesda single-player game set in space. 
Uh, Death Stranding looks incredible too, graphics-wise. I just have literally no idea what's going on. Um, <laughs> nothing. Nothing is nothing. going Nothing. It's on. just a walking and carrying simulator. We've discussed this. Daryl's died on Walking Dead, spoilers, and he's now walking around with some kind of weird baby attached to Is that a genuine now. spoiler? Because you spoiled that no, for me. No, if it's, it's not a spoiler. genuine spoiler. <laughs> Good. No. You, it you... might happen. You never know. Anything's possible. Maybe saying that he's not dead is also a spoiler to some people, <laughs> depending on where <laughs> yeah. they are in the series. Oh, well. Um, he still has his leather jacket for a time. Yeah, and his crossbow. Possibly. Um, Possibly. Shut up talking about that sh- fucking walking simulator. Man. <laughs> um, Tom Donlan says PlayStation was a little disappointing in that very few new games were announced. Uh, saying that, though, The Last of Us 2 and Spider-Man are still must-buys, and I'm definitely hyped for them. Smash Brothers Ultimate stole the show for me, though. Always fun games, and this one looks incredible. We'll get a Switch just for that, for sure. Um, I can agree with the sentiments of The Last of Us 2 and Smash Brothers Ultimate. I'm not as sold on Spider-Man as you, clearly. <laughs> I'm still dubious about... Ruff, roughly same, yeah. Like, I'm still dubious about it after seeing what I saw. And that, I don't know, that's just me being hypercritical of the fact that it just looked like Arkham yeah. City from the bit that they mainly showed. <laughs> the, the other stuff they showed afterwards broke that spell, but it did look a lot like... Ar- I said Arkham City, I meant Arkham Asylum, but you know what I mean. Um, David Faria says Sony was rather boring I'm glad our (laughs) listeners agree with me on this Sony was rather boring especially compared to Microsoft and Bethesda definitely Um, the only thing more boring than Sony was Square Enix for sure Um, Todd Howard is the greatest presenter though from Bethesda which is very true Um, and then he asks us a question you can only have one right now which game would it be Anthem Kingdom Hearts 3, Fallout 76, or The Last of Us Part 2? Ooh, Fallout. You'd actually score Fallout if you could only have one of them. Yep. yep I'd, I'd do it to piss Fallout Sony off more than anything. Why would it piss Sony <laughs> off, though? Because I'm not buying their games. Oh, right. But um, none of them are their... Oh, no, one of them's their game in yeah, Last of Us Last Part of us. 2. That'd well, be no. the one I would go on for. Uh, No, Kingdom Hearts is on both. Yeah, but it's not their game, is it's it? Not, it's not their game, no, but it is on both. So, but you wouldn't buy it on PlayStation, would you, if it's on more than one? <laughs> I'd, I really don't get your logic on this, you two. <laughs> <I'm> going, <laughs> James, you went, I buy Fallout I'm 76 going, just to not buy Sony's games. Well, then why wouldn't you buy Anthem or Kingdom Hearts? Because that's not theirs either. I'm going Fallout 76 because Fallout has needed to be an MMO for quite a while, and I think that's going to take up a lot of my time when it is It's not out. quite MMO, though. The server size is no. only about 12. Well, yeah. It's like... It's... Well, so it's Destiny, and that's an MMO, so we're good. Yeah, but this is my <laughs> this has been my argument for so long, and you know this, so stop trying to rile me up more than what I've already been riled no, up no. tonight, in that it's not an MMO, and I'm pleased that... It's an RP. I'm pleased oh, that... that Bethesda have avoided any terms like MMO with this yeah. because that's not what it is. It's a, it's an online environment, which is how they describe it. And it's going to be very much like Destiny is one way to compare it, that there's always some people around, but not many. And Sea of Thieves is the same. There's only so many ships available in the server that you're in and stuff like that. Like the encounters are limited, which to me makes them more valuable. If you saw somebody every fucking two minutes, you'd get pissed off, I think, because yeah. it'd just become dull. 
an annoying. It's yeah. not the right game for that. Encounters need to mean something, like whether it's that you meet someone that you can team up with and do something together, or whether it's that you end up fighting somebody and taking them down or being taken down by them. That experience needs to be meaningful in the sense that it's not happening every two minutes. So I think that's the angle that they're going for. Um, Out of that list, I'd have picked Anthem, but because nobody else is going to have it to play it with me, I guess I'll have to pick Fallout 76 (laughs) so that I'm not on my own. (laughs) If I can have it right now and it's released just for me, then... I think that's what he meant. I I don't know how he meant right now, but... Because he might mean right now, as in based on what we know, or means right now, as in we get the finished article, and I don't know. But yeah, it's it's between Fallout seventy six and Anthem for me. I think I could wait for the Last of Us. Uh, to be honest, the Last of Us is the kind of game that I could also sit and watch somebody else play because it's that kind of game. And I'm not usually one for sitting and watching things. I'm much more of a player person. I can't. Some people can sit and watch streams constantly. I just can't do that. Um, but Last of Us 2 is probably a game I could watch somebody else play because it's about the story and, I don't know, different kind of game, isn't it, really? Um, Jerry Narco sent in an answer to that and said, none of the above Elder Scrolls 6. Which is, <laughs> <laughs> I guess, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> what else did we get? Uh, HGO1403 says, I challenge all three of you to Madden. Keep me under 150 points over all three games and I'll become a Patreon. Done. Are you actually going to try and take him on at Madam for that? Yeah, I'll do I it. think you should. I'll... All three of us at once or one at a time? No, you'd have to be one at a time. That's what he's saying over three games. You can't play like what you're suggesting, Joshua. You can play teams, but it doesn't work like it does in NHL. It's not the same. It's not as good. All right. So he'd have to play all three of us, but I know that you two are going to get <laughs> bad, so we'll probably lose that bet. But I'm happy to take him on if you two are. I don't know how many 150 points is to a game a of lot. American football. It's a lot, it? but not against you two, probably. <laughs> Especially a player of <laughs> Harry's capabilities on Madden, from what I've seen. I think I, that's an average of 50 points per game that you'd have to yeah. keep him under. And I've lost to him like 40-something to something. Like He scored a lot past me, and I'm okay at the game. So I don't think we'll do it, but we can try. I'll teach you two how to play and then we'll yeah, organise it. All right. Okay. Um, Ryo Azuro, which is the first tweet, I believe, from Ryo. Um, Yes, I think so. Yeah. The happy stuff is Resident Evil 2 Remake, Fallout 76, Anthem, The Last of Us 2, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Fire Emblem 3 Heroes, which we haven't mentioned yet, Kingdom Hearts 3, (laughs) yeah, shudder, Cyberpunk 2077, um, letdowns are Square Enix in general, no Final Fantasy VII remake news, and no 2019 Pokemon info. Um, we already knew the FF7 was a major pushback, I think, didn't we? So I don't think we'll see anything yeah. on that until either the end of this year or the beginning of next year, if I'm completely honest. Um, but And yeah, Square Enix in general are a fucking letdown. I can't I can't agree more with that. Um, they were also trying to escape Sony. It would seem before. so, yeah. So it would maybe seem. they're doing it on purpose to be able to bring it out elsewhere as well. Can you imagine if they? Would be can you imagine if they dropped a Final <coughs> Fantasy VII remake on all platforms? 
Sony would Phew, fucking that do would their great. nut. Absolutely do their nut. But it, it would be the perfect middle finger. It, yeah, it depends yeah. on how much of it does belong to Sony initially, you're right, but it would be such a middle finger from them as a uh, developer and publisher <laughs> to just go, fuck you. <laughs> Kind of like what's happened with the other At games. At the time that game came out, there was a PlayStation 1 that could handle that, and that was probably it. No other console was out. Well, cartridges cartridges kind of weren't big enough for stuff like N64 to exactly, be able to deal exactly. with it, and the Xbox wasn't around, so... So they had no choice then. So and they're not, they're not going to take choice. it to Sega. No, exactly. So. They, they didn't have choice then, but they have that choice now. Mm. And maybe it's not had any news because... Well, they already work so with other consoles because they do the new yeah. Tomb Raiders and stuff like that. So it's not like they're exactly. averse to working with the other consoles. Uh, do you know what? Kingdom Hearts is coming out on both yeah. Xbox and PlayStation. Uh, I, I, do you know what? Time. I really, really want that to fucking happen now because mm. that is the ultimate middle finger to Sony being dicks about things being cross-compatible well, and stuff. Fingers crossed we can put those fingers up to Sony soon. It, it annoys me, though, because I would hate... Like, they, they could seriously fuck themselves over with this, and I don't want to see them, like, die as a as a thing. Like, you know, if there's yeah. no competition in the market, it's going to be shit. But I, d- I don't know. Like, they need teaching a lesson. But another time, another time. Uh, Toran has asked um, or said... I know it's not related, but it's my birthday when this comes out. Oh, happy happy birthday. birthday. We say happy birthday to listeners, don't we? Indeed we do. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Oh, James is going to do that thing where he sings in the background again. Um, he would also like to ask what we think of Detroit Become Human because he's been playing a lot of it lately. Um, not touched it. I've not touched it, but that's mainly because I've been playing God of War. You're not going to be able to touch it, Joshua. So Yeah, no. <laughs> I enjoyed the demo. I played a little bit of the demo. Um, but I've not really picked it up again since. Um, so I intend to do it a lot more, probably once I've finished um, God of War. But I'm obviously really behind in picking up God of War. So yeah, soon I'll give you an opinion on it soon. Soon, soon. <laughs> Uh, and last one for this week, Comic Art Festival uh, said, Halo, 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 that's all I want. Felt Microsoft did well, as did Bethesda. No really big announcements um, other than what we knew or guesses, which felt it yep. leaving a bit meh overall. That's um, what I feel like about the entire evening. Yeah, and like... Nothing massive. Things that, things that were surprises, in inverted commas, were things like Resident Evil 2, which we already have sniffs of happening. Um, And, you know, obviously there were a lot of things like your Smash Brothers we knew was coming. We didn't know the details of it, but we still knew it was coming. Um, I'm trying to think of any, if there was actually anything that was like a proper... Oh, wow. Well, actually, I guess uh, Starfield and... (coughs) Elder Scrolls Six, but but we kind of knew about Starfield because of the stuff that we've brought up in the past. The only one to me that was an actual oh yes, as if that's happening, was probably Elder Scrolls Six. I think Origin Premiere is something. Oh yeah, there is that as well, but that's that's not really a game, is it? 
I don't no, know if that counts. That's what, that's what I'm about to say. It's something that's a bit of a surprise because that's them taking £100 or $100 of your money. Yeah. But then giving you a lot more than that in return. Yeah. I suppose the, but, the other thing that was a surprise, but we sort of knew the game existed, but the other thing that was a surprise was how soon Fallout 76 is due to come out. I was really surprised how quick the turnaround on that's going to be from when we found out about it last week or whenever it was to turn around like there's no time at all. Yeah. They've done a really good job of keeping that under wraps. They have to be fair. So. And it's, look, it's all Bethesda. Exactly. <laughs> it's all Bethesda shit. <laughs> so well done, Bethesda. You've you've won E3. I think they've done it. Other than putting Andrew WK on stage, <laughs> they did a really good job this year, Bethesda. Yeah. So yeah. well done, Bethesda. Um, and I think that has to be it for this week because Jesus Christ, this is a long podcast. I need a fucking nap. There you go, baby G, Glenn Green, G Green 93. You got your fucking wish, mate. <laughs> Send me a message earlier saying we should do longer podcasts because he enjoys listening to us. Well, you fucking got one. Jesus. Oh, my God. We've never gone in that a, detail. That Nintendo Switch noise a few more times for him. That'll, that'll finish it off for him. That's it. For the money. anyway if you'd like to follow us and talk to us then you can do so by finding us on twitter at that underscore king underscore thing you can go on facebook and search for that king thing and you can go to the website which is thatkingthing.com which also has a link to our discord channel if you'd like to chat with us there Um, usually it gets used most people to submit stuff for the show but I'm more than happy to sit and chat with you about other stuff during the week. Um, if you would like to become an awesome person and sponsor, well, not sponsor us, support us by providing us with a little bit of money to help go towards the costs involved in making the show, you can do so by heading to patreon.com slash that king thing. Um, and I think that is it. I've done everything I need to do. So, oh, I didn't well done, whoever right. just. No, you didn't uh, tie that right. <laughs> If you've made this, if you made it to this point in the podcast, welcome. Have you got if you made bed, it to this point in the podcast? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it sounds like he's gone and got in bed. Because um, he can't be bothered doing anything feel... important today. <laughs> I'll I'll put it out there now. If you've made it through all of this, well done. Yes. If you've made it through all of this in a single sitting, fucking kudos. We did it. Um, so give us kudos. Well, yeah, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> We did it, and bits get cut yeah, out. Yeah, it's even fucking long. There's much to cut out. That's I don't right. If this podcast ends up at two hundred, at two hundred, two hours and thirty minutes, I'd be surprised if it's any shorter than that because there's fuck all to cut out. So podcasting magic. It's going to be two hours thirty. So well done if you've managed yeah. this. Um, we might have a rest next week because you've got two shows in one here. It's <laughs> so, almost a tenth of your day. Oh well my done. god! <laughs> At least if you split it up into the week, you can have like half an hour a day or something over five days. Just do it in bits, Jesus or like Christ. maybe do it in show segments. So like I'm listen to the EA bit and then pause it and go have a poo and then <laughs> bring it back and no, listen to save, Microsoft. You'd save your poo. You'd save your poo whilst we talk about Sony. Oh, alright we need to go because he's getting longer and longer this episode so it needs to stop um, hopefully this doesn't blow your brains and you stay with us for next week so goodbye <laughs> happy birthday Torin <laughs> yeah happy birthday Torin bye 
Goodbye. I'm really tempted to not edit this and just put it on the internet <laughs> so I don't have to listen to another two and a half hours of that. <laughs> this podcast is part of Brit Pod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritPodScene.com or BritPodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.